and welcome to the Trash Tapes podcast as part of the Enigmatic Productions Network. If you love bad cinema and incredible deep dives into cult film, then you have come to the right place. So if you like what you hear and want to support us, you can do so by donating some funds to our Buy Me A Coffee website, along with the ACAR supporter feature. All of these can be found in the description below. And now, on with the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, I just have a, I just have myself a little drink. Is it good? Hey, you brought the cola. Of course you did. <laughs> did you go to the shop especially for that? A refreshing glass of Coca-Cola. A refreshing glass of full fat, full of sugar. Coca-Cola, oh, you did it all wrong there. You, you need to have the label showing at all times. So you need to turn your head when you drink, even when yeah. you're drinking. Did you go oh, to the shop goodness. especially to get that, or did you have it in the house, Ed? I just, I fancy a little, like, snack as well. Just, like... <laughs> oh, my God! That, uh, if, uh, uh, you're lucky this, uh, unfortunately, this is not a video podcast. Otherwise, we'll clearly see you having all... Well, you, you are Do recording you it, so... Do you have a Big Mac? No. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> you can really go for a Big Mac right about now. <laughs> oh, my God, you want to just come over and have a Big Mac? Fuck off. <laughs> just... Or a little, or a little oh. Mac. Oh, a little Mac. Oh. You are about to experience trash cinema. everyone and welcome to another episode of the trash tapes and one man's trash is another man's treasure i am johan Paul, the host and the inflictor of pain and i'm joined by my usual victim and dj edward harvey how are you doing i'm very well thank you mate how are you doing i'm doing all right although i'm feeling rather thirsty and rather peckish after watching this movie i don't know what for i have a craving it's sugary yeah. and it's and and i don't know something involving a clown that's the vibe i'm feeling right now i'm not sure about you <laughs> oh definitely it's all just absorbed into my mind into my subconscious it's all is now in there permanently left oh that's kind of terrifying now saying like it's like all all this product placement that we've been absorbed into is now just a part of you now it's just you are one with the product placement yeah Uh, i think it's replaced part of me that i'll never get back (laughs) i'm just gonna sit there thinking like from now on you're just gonna go "Mm, coca-cola i really need 
some Coca-Cola. And speaking of speaking of all this, like luckily, when we're not doing this alone, aren't we? We have uh, we have someone else joining us this time round. Like, yeah. like, like like on the last episode, we had a guest on. This time we had a, we have another guest on, and uh, this one's someone who's already been on the podcast before, but we kind of really, really, but we I think for our anniversary special, basically, this has basically now been three years. Three years we've been trying to do this trying to yeah. attempting to and so we thought we had to go for a big one and i think we've got to go for a big one we need a we need someone to help us here so we have we have the wonderful ben arrington from the horror hangout Sco, can, yes. how are you doing hello i'm doing good how are you guys doing super well well i hope well yeah, yeah well well's the best way we could describe what we've been feeling at the minute well, like i said well hungry. well hungry it's, oh it's hungry in- i see it's interesting because Ben's from the Horror Hangout podcast, and this is a horror movie in a different way. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, God. definitely. I think it's quite appropriate. There were probably more times during this movie where I kind of cringed and had to look away from the screen than most of the films we cover every week on our podcast. So, uh, yeah, I felt right at home. Well, 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 we're going to discuss it, but I clearly, there clearly some horror moments in this movie that are. That I'm thinking like Jesus, um, but yeah, it is. This one's a biggie. Usually for the anniversary special, we usually go for a big one, a famous one, the infamous one, the ones basically are already on the top of the heap when people think of bad movies, right? And for that one, whew, we've gone for Mac and me, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, indeed. (laughs) They were an average alien family living on their own planet. And we were an average family living on ours. He took my Coke, Mom. Come on, you guys. I don't have it. I didn't take it. I knew it. Accidents happen, and like us, they found themselves in a strange new neighborhood. With your spirits. Welcome to California, bud. Alert, alert. We have a malfunction. We have a malfunction. Their lives were in danger. I call Larry, get away from it. We've got a problem here. They had to escape. When the smoke cleared, their family was separated. Somehow, one of the aliens was hiding in our house. government wanted to capture him it's here everyone was after him and my brother eric wants to make friends you sucked this living thing into a vacuum cleaner yeah and then we blew him out again now eric is risking not only his life but my life give me the gun step back to save them this is the police. There he is. I told you they don't understand. It's about more than friendship. It's about adventure. Mac and me. So, right. 
Okay. Um, before we even go into Mac and Me and go into all the little details, the little history behind Mac and Me, because, oh my goodness, there's some wonderful production history behind Mac and Me. Um, I wanted to throw some few things out there because now we've been doing this now for three years. We've actually have gotten some more reviews and few little po- things on our podcast now, which has slipped under the ether for quite some time. Last time we did a readout was literally last anniversary. So thought, fudge it, let's go back and see what, what all you guys have been thinking in a minute. And I'm looking at the reviews in a minute gone from Apple reviews, but there are places all over the shop. I know we've got, so we've, we've recently began quite a bit of, um, quite a bit of traction in things like Instagram. We're getting quite a few people suddenly saying like, hey, listen to this, we're fun, kind of thing. So it's... Yeah, that's been really <laughs> lovely to see, actually. Just people like discovering us via the trash tapes, then devouring everything we do elsewhere, like the, the, the YouTube channel, yeah. like the, the gaming stuff, and just like... I'm going to devour it all. It's fantastic. <laughs> was that a slight Arnie impression? Yeah, I'm going to devour that? you. Hello, <laughs> Please don't talk to I just slip, Ed's I accents. slipped into Arnie. <laughs> <laughs> conversation. Slip into Arnie easily. Ed, your accents <laughs> have been <laughs> filling me oh, with... You, uh, you, you, you never want to slip into <laughs> Arnie anyway. Um, but it, shouldn't, it shouldn't be that easy, really. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be that easy. He's, he's, he's a tough man to slip into. Um... <laughs> I'm going to read some of these reviews now. We've got, we have quite a few. I like to see a lot of these are from the United States, which apparently is our biggest demographic at the minute. The, uh, the, the US really like maybe just the sound of a bunch of British blokes just annoyingly, <laughs> <laughs> just annoyingly ripping at bad movies. I think it might be the yeah. accents, but my, my horrible attempt at impressions, maybe. Um, yeah, I, I think that's it. They love an accent, <laughs> a regional accent as well, not a, like a stereotypical kind of British accent. They like regional British accents, I think. Yeah, uh, although although mine is like a mine's like a mystery. No one can really figure out where I'm from originally. So they're sitting there going like, "Where are you? Where are you from? Why are you trying to beat Yorkshire <laughs> Sundays?" Mysterious. Well, that's perfect for enigmatic. If you're mysterious. <laughs> Yes, 100%. It's, it's, it's kind of special. So, right. I'm going to read some of the, going to read some of these here. So first one, first one's an old, this one's quite an older one. I think we've talked about this before, but there's one by, um, trying to read this. There's a, uh, some funny names on here because obviously the internet. Um, one's, one's literally <laughs> just called, one's literally by, uh, one's a British one. This one's a British one. It's been out for a little while, but I wanted to have a little readout. It's by Tyler. And he said, like, it, this is basically someone who's already been listening to the podcast quite a while because he's actually gone and said, it feels like these guys are finally in their groove. The later episodes find them adjusting to their style and relaxing into their recordings and the conversation really flows. The episodes just get better and better. I keep looking forward to the next podcast coming out. M- long may they last. That is, that, that's making it sound like we're some kind of cult, which we are. Um, that's but- nice. I think that is Ty Action Rocks over on Instagram, who's like a he, he, he posts a lot of straight to video VHS action movies, which are fantastic, wonderful. Which uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I've seen I've seen some of those things. I've, I've I've seen some of those episodes. I've seen some of the VHSs he's putting up there. And the more I, the more he puts up there, the more I sit there going, this is on the list. Like what the fuck is this yeah. movie? This is going on the list. We've going a longer list because of it. Oh my god! So yeah, that's that's another. All these are five stars, which I'm so surprised by. I'm expe- I wanted in a weird. I know it's going to sound awful, but in a secret way, I kind of wanted one bad review. I just yeah. wanted one. <laughs> like just it's one. Either, it's got to be five stars or one star. I don't want anything in between. It, no. I, I mean, how would you no. write like a three star review? Would I just sort of be like, eh? Tight. Yeah, yeah, it's all right, but you know, <laughs> just the review is just, it's just literally three stars. 
I think in order to actually want to go and write a review about something like a podcast, you have to absolutely love it or completely hate it. So like if you're in the middle ground, you won't take the time and effort to go and write that review. So it's either glowing or humiliating. If it it gets a reaction, then it's it's working in some way. (laughs) It's it's kind of like, do, do, do you know when you go on Amazon? And you go and look at the reviews. It's the same thing. It is like five stars. Best thing ever. One star. This is terrible. And all the medium <laughs> ones are like these really long essays trying to explain why it's so mediocre. So <laughs> passionate though, aren't they? they really are. passionate. <laughs> oh, they are. It's quite funny. Uh, I do like them. I, I, do, I do like these. I do love these reviews. It's great. Uh, we've got another one here from Gangst, uh, from, from, from Gangster Ray. That's brilliant. Um, he basically wrote down, uh, it says, uh, title is Great Bad Movie Podcast. I'm a huge fan of the band of the band movie genre and this is one of the best ones i've heard yet great job and great content keep going thank you very much for that uh Lovely. Gang- thank you from uh from gangster ray i think it's gangster ray because that's how it's spelled they're all put together i don't know what it is uh, <laughs> thank you very much for that uh got another one here from d i think it's dj hour 89 my god these names are wonderful um he wrote that he wrote another one saying very funny and poignant Huh, poignant. He said, listen to the episode about the crazy Canadian film Hobo with a Shotgun. Oh, that was a, that was our second episode. Yeah. Wow. 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 That, what, was that, your, what was your first episode? Troll 2, which I always said. Oh, oh wow. The wow. problem with that yeah. is doing Troll 2 first. And for the yeah. longest time, we sat there thinking, N- we can't beat this. We, start we started too strong. Too but strong. If you start too strong, where do you go? <laughs> I think we started off too big. We so started off too big. Stars from here. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not going to be better from there. Um, he said, like, he, 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 the, the, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, I'm assuming it's a he. But it says a fun, fun vibe and very entertaining. Would absolutely recommend to friends. Continuing on to listen from there. We've already, I think we've already talked about him. But Daniel, Daniel Arter wrote down, loved the banter, had had me laughing, good fun. Excellent times. Brilliant. Thank you very much for that one as well. Another five stars. See, I'm telling you, all the reviews, these are all reviews we've missed over the year. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, and obviously we've heard of this one before, but Andy uh, bloody wrote a review for us. And this is why, this is why he's going to be coming on at some point to do shopping mall. Andy Conduit Turner from the yep. Hangout. Yeah. Yep. What a guy. What a guy. He wrote that down. Basically, he wrote out a really good review, but at the end of it, it's like, P.S., when the time comes for shopping mall, please give me a call. So yeah. it's going to happen. I say, I say from the hangout, he's almost like a horror hangout host now, isn't he? Like, ben. Oh, yeah, he definitely is. Yeah. When, we, when, we, when we introduce him, we kind of say irregular co-host, but he's mm. beyond that now. He is he a is regular, regular co-host. He's nearly in every he's regular, episode yeah. now. Mm. <laughs> Another one here, uh, another review from that point onwards is Amanda G Comedy. I'm not sure what that is, but it sounds great. Thank you, Amanda. It says like, uh, well, well done podcast. I really enjoy this podcast. It's very entertaining and insightful and takes a deep dive to some of the weirdest movies in our zeitgeist. Highly recommend. Uh, which is good. Thank you very much for that. I- I'm not sure if we're hitting the zeitgeist. But uh, there are some bad ones. Poignant zeitgeist. Some of these words, man. You're I know, affecting right? a lot of different people in a lot of different ways, which our is good. Audience, our audience are, are definitely at least got a, uh, at least have a thesaurus very close by. <laughs> like, you know, rich. By the way, the, uh, the guy that's been promoting us a lot on Instagram is rider underscore rated underscore 18. And which he's is- just been 
posting all our stuff. Have you got a review from him? I think yes, you have, I you? do. His name is yeah. Ben, and he's a lovely, lovely bloke. Um, he wrote. He's got. He says, "Fun listen. A great insight into the types of movies that that we all love, but we." but we know aren't great. Trash is a good thing. And when you come across a trash movie, it can be very entertaining. Can't wait to listen to your back catalogue. So, which is what he's he's been been doing. doing. (laughs) 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 Which is exactly what he's been doing, which is, flipping and brilliant because he's been going back and promoting older episodes like we didn't even have to do that like he went back and done like a batman and robin he went back and did cobra those are our favorite episodes as well so like he's almost like he knows what we like yeah and he also um was he shared sophie's film as well because she he's on the, that episode of batman and robin yeah he went and checked out her poison ivy film and shared that as well so he's just he's doing wonders are we are we building some kind guy. of podcast some podcast cinematic universe situation <laughs> where now we're just going to branch off into multiple things and then this one guy is finding all the connections between everything uh, i think it, so imagine he listened to this episode and he's never heard of the horror hangout and now because of this he goes back and listens to the horror hangout oh, and now he's having telling to you play. it's the it's the cinematic universe we're slowly making oh yeah, you, someone you did say that for life now <laughs> we, got, we, got, we have a friend for life Thank you very much for all the reviews. Now, anyone who's been paying attention, do not hesitate to leave some more reviews on there. We do, we have, th- these are all the ones from Apple, uh, from Apple Podcasts, but you can also do them on, on quite a few places. So just write them down or share stuff on social media. We, we really do appreciate that. It doesn't really sometimes like show it off, but we really do appreciate everything that you guys are doing so it's it's this is partly the reason why we still keep doing this is like sometimes getting a review or having a share or just someone being able to get some banter about bad movies which is kind of the reason why i started this all in the first place so again thank you guys so very much yeah thank you now let's stop stalling and let's actually talk about mac and me shall we let's do it if we must we we have to really sadly now for anyone who's kind of sitting down what the hell is what the hell is a Mac and Me well Mac and Me is a 1988 American comic science fiction film okay um, which was which which is written which is writ co written by several by by a few people but also the main uh, director called Stuart Raffle is his um his name and it stars quite a few basically low budget people kind of thing you know like basically these are all non like uh like non-actors but this movie is infamous this movie is absolutely infamous for its product placement like we joked before um this is a very over elaborate uh product placement of things like mcdonald's skittles and coca-cola as well as other little subtle product placements throughout the entire movie i didn't notice any of that I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you can't lie, Ben. You can't. I didn't lie. notice. Yeah, I was like, well, this is just real. Now, <laughs> the the backstory to how this movie was made is actually quite interesting. So, first of all, it all starts off with the infamous producer J. R. Lewis. Right? J. R. Lewis has previously worked on advertising campaigns for a long time. Right? Particularly mm. for McDonald's and their associated charity, the Ronald McDonald House Charities, right? So he was a producer of the movie, but he basically, he started off entirely in just doing product placement, in basically doing advertising campaigns. So, yes. which makes sense once you look at this movie. Um, so he started <laughs> off doing that. But then, I love this quote. 
he basically said he was doing this. He said at one point he, ex- he explained that at the time, around around the mid to mid to late eighties, he said that Ronald McDonald was even more well known than Santa Claus. He claims. <laughs> I don't. I think that's a lie. <laughs> He claims that he that Ronald McDonald was more recognisable than Santa. This he's is slightly. This is, I think he's slightly delusional. This guy. <laughs> Maybe Ronald McDonald visited his house once a year, and he was like, "Oh, you've come in more than Santa Claus, mate." <laughs> oh, I'm Santa telling you, man, he's bigger than Jesus. Oh my god. It's fucking terrible, right? So this is the mentality we're already going into, right? So we've got someone who's clearly worked for McDonald's, someone who has clearly think that Ronald McDonald is the biggest thing ever. It's like, for example, like, you know, there are icons out there in the universe, right? There are some famous iconic characters. Like, for example, people recognize who Mario is. People recognize who Mickey Mouse is. And now Ronald McDonald is falling into that category, right? I can get that. But, yeah. sa- but Santa... You're pushing it. However, that said, though, he did say around this time that E.T. was slowly close behind them and thus felt that the next generation, in air quotes, needed a new E.T. of their own. This is six okay. years after E.T. That's not a generation, is it? You know, he basically <laughs> said, like, nah, that, oh, that's old E.T. We need a new E.T. Six years ago. It's been six years since E.T. Get over it. All right, we need a new ET immediately. Well, I don't think anyone really cares about. It. People are still enjoying ET because in the eighties, films were in the cinema for years, and like when well, the, the probably home video release was a number of years after it came out of the cinema. So yeah. people were still riding that ET wave. It probably had no signs of cresting. But <laughs> what's your the thing, this guy? The thing that frustrates me about this whole like E.T. comparison is like E.T. is one of the most beautiful movies ever made from the <laughs> 80s. And it's, it's such a stunning movie. And it comes from like a real place as well. Like Spielberg's had an imaginary friend, basically, that was like it stemmed from his divorce. Like it, yeah. his, uh, his, when his parents divorced. So he created an imaginary friend and that stemmed the script of E.T. It comes from a, like a real kind of place that the bond is kind of built up between yeah. them in the film. And it, it feels real. Mac and me has no substance like that. There's no bond. Just a massive it's thing. It makes me quite angry, to be honest. It's so hollow. <laughs> it stems from nothing, you know. The script was probably written on a couple of napkins in a hotel room. <laughs> in McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, from McDonald's. Napkins that they had from McDonald's. So basically what he did was, as the avatar, he, he actually decided he negotiated with McDonald's to save and get to use the right from McDonald's brand for other elements within the film. So he wanted to use, so as an advertiser, he wanted to actually, he was, he was a, negoti- a midway negotiator to McDonald's to say, right, can we put McDonald's in films? Okay, so yeah, which is you know, which happens is that like copyright stuff, etc. But he decided to go, Mm-mm. not oh no no no, let's not just try and pitch McDonald's to other movies. Let's pitch a project that is an actual cross promotional endeavor, right? That where a whole film can promote all the restaurants at once, as well as its charity. Because one of the things was. Is that some of the famously one some of the um, box office 
and some of the profits that it was going to do, right? Some of the box office sales were actually donated to the Ronald McDonald house charities. So, mm-hmm. so basically this movie was a way of not only promoting McDonald's, but also was kind of a charity movie. Yeah. Which makes us feel a little <laughs> slightly, slightly bad that we're poking fun of this movie. It almost feels like they've just added that in so they don't feel too bad about the fact that McDonald's has got its dirty little paws all over it. Like they've gone, oh yeah, this is finance and look at all the product placement, but it's for a charity. So if you hate it, then you're a wrong one. <laughs> yeah. Like- and it feels, it, it, it feels like forced out respect because like the, the late, the, the, the lead character is in a wheelchair as well, but they feel like they've just done that to make themselves look good as well, rather than it being actually a good thing. Oh, we're going to get to that. Oh no. <laughs> Well, oh, look, uh, uh, let, let me go through let me go through these facts because we, uh, some of these things w- will have answers. These bizarre questions will have answers, and I have a few of them. My god. So, it has also then been reported that McDonald's partly financed it, but the producer Lewis uh, RJ Lewis denied this. Although technically, the movie was funded by Golden State Foods, which is the food service distributor to McDonald's. So technically, McDonald's did fund this movie <laughs> indirectly. <laughs> That's ridiculous. No, McDonald's didn't. It wasn't McDonald's who funded it. It was McDowell's down the road. They've it done it. It pretty much was that. It's basically the middle company in between McDonald's. So oh, it doesn't man. look like, oh, this movie was 100% done by, by Mackey D's, right? Despite McDonald's uh, suspectedly not wanting to have, not wanting to actually be fully like endorsed in this like he wanted they wanted to make a movie where they could have mcdonald's in it but he didn't want to have like they didn't want it to be so obvious this is what mcdonald's actually said it was the producer who said nah mate we need to go full hog one of the things they demanded was that ronald mcdonald uh should not appear in the movie at all oh boy does he appear in this movie in a big yeah, fucking way. Yeah, because I, I read that McDonald's didn't want him in the movie. And like, yeah. it, I always thought that McDonald's were being kind of like, yeah, let's get everything of, of us in that movie. But it was a producer pushing it, wasn't it? They, McDonald's yeah. were actually like, no, we don't need everything in there. I don't need Ronald in there. Yeah, basically, basically, they didn't want the movie to be McDonald's the movie. They actually yeah. just wanted the movie to be a movie. Right. Mm. But the producer was saying like, no, while we have all this, we should just fucking go full hog. Why are we not going full hog into this? So let's get Ronald McDonald. Ronald McDonald is bigger than Jesus. He's he's more well known than Santa Claus. The producer sounds unhinged. (laughs) I kind of felt sorry for the guy who played Ronald McDonald because he got, he got nominated for like the worst new actor, like a Razzie, (laughs) like. No, well, this, well, this is the thing. This, this yeah. is the thing. The, the movie was nominated for several Razzies, but the reason why Ronald McDonald was put there, not for the actor of Ronald McDonald, it was because the movie was so McDonald's heavy. They needed, they said, Ron, Ron, the McDonald's is a character amongst themselves. So we're putting Ronald McDonald as the represent, as a way to represent all of Mackie D's in general. Oh, okay, right. So it wasn't just like, oh, that one guy who played Ronald McDonald is the worst. No, it's like saying, you represent all of mcdonald's but he he i think it was the actor that was in all the commercials as well i'm pretty sure pretty bad though isn't it but he 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 was not i'm not sure did he win Uh, he did did he win or was he just nominated of just yeah he won that yeah and the director won his as well which is fucking hilarious oh my god filmmakers talk about their movies and they talk about like i don't know the city the film is set in as a character so like ridley scott and blade runner might talk of future la as 
basically it's a character in the film. That's what I feel like yeah. this film is trying to push, push it, put across is that McDonald's, the global corporation McDonald's is also a mm. character in this film, you know, so you should feel some sort of connection to it. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, think that's kind of, I think that's kind of the thing, really. I feel like, yeah, it, it, it is its own entity. <laughs> it's, it's a bit much. The whole idea was that this is now, this has now been labeled one of the first films properly to be, f- to bring into the, to the general public the idea of, you know, of, you know, like, uh, you know, endorsements in movies. Now, this isn't the first movie that's done this. No, we have things like James Bond and Aston Martin, a whole bunch of stuff. But this is, the t- this is the first time ever that an audience could sit there and going, okay, yeah, Coca-Cola, yeah, McDonald's, yeah. It, they now become intrinsic parts of the plot. So yeah. you have to thank R.J. <laughs> Lewis for all of this, really. You have to thank that this is the first movie ever to say that it has has that 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 is fully grown, fully part of like basically advertising. Uh, in fact, Lewis remarked that even said that even though the movie was a flop, he basically said that he's still the only person in the universe that ever had the exclusive motion picture rights to McDonald's, the trademark, the actors, the character, and the entire company in regards to movie making. <laughs> what does he need to say? The universe. Just say the world, and people will get what you mean. Don't just expand to the universe. I know it's like an alien movie. We talk about that. <laughs> The name of Mac as well is obviously related to McDonald's as well. Of right? course. That's just not, I mean, that is beyond, that's crossing the line, I feel. Having all the product placement, okay, yeah, fine. Having the main character, well, mm. the main alien character, actually be called Mac. They might have just called the, the kid Donald and just be done away <laughs> with it. They might have just called it Donald. Mac and Donald, yeah, we get it. Oh, my God. They're, and they're like, no, it stands for Mysterious Alien Creature. That's yeah. all it stands for. <laughs> That's what Mac means. Mac means Mysterious mean. Alien Creature. I don't know what you mean. Does anyone say that at any point, Mysterious Alien Creature? At the beginning, I think. Um, and then uh, basically the fake F- FBI guys are constantly referring to it as a Mac. <laughs> So I mean, it's, like, it's just just mental. Yeah, the, the the trouble is, you re- that means that all of them, are, all the family are Max, not just Max. <laughs> who we, they're all Max. You got, got Mac, you got Mac, Mac Daddy, Mac, Super Mac, Mac Daddy, <laughs> Mac Daddy, Mama Mac. Uh, that's it. Throughout the podcast, he's gonna be called Mac Daddy, Big Mac Daddy, Mac Daddy, Little Mac. <laughs> There's a, a medium Mac, Mac as well. Isn't there? Me- There's a medium, medium Mac. Mac, Big Mac, Mama Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Another interesting thing about this, basically, is the director, uh, Stuart uh, Raphael Wright, um, who who's made several family movies beforehand, right, was brought in as a director even before they had a completed script. In fact, they hired the entire crew without a script ready. So they hired everyone. They're already on a payroll. So basically, <laughs> this, this, this is an exact wow. quote from the director. He said, uh, I was hired completely out of the blue and the producer asked me to come down to his office. So I did. And he had the an entire crew there already and already on the payroll. It was amazing. He had transportation, a uh, head, uh, head of the camera department, an AD, the production manager, everybody, he had everybody there. And I I said, well, what's a script? And he said, we don't have a script. I don't like the script. We have to write a script. You're going to write a script. 
Jesus. And did they say as well, you get, you, you used to have to write then. it on weekends. You used to write yeah. it on weekends while you prep the film. Yeah, basically, he basically said like, Jesus. look, we, have, we don't have a script. We don't like the script that we were given. You're going to write a script and you're going to have to write on the weekends. <laughs> And this goes back to what I was saying earlier about E.T. It's like, it's frustrating to me because like the script for E.T. is amazing. And this yeah. was based on E.T., but this is just hasn't got a script. It's just, oh, it's so important. Like, the writing is so important. I mean, you know that, Ben, you're a writer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just do it on weekends, isn't it? Just do it on weekends. <laughs> Where you're planning the film that you're actually writing, just write the script on the weekend. <laughs> write the script as you go along. Like, I mean, that just shows you the level of planning that went well, into this. this. Well, this is a clear example, right, of what a bad movie usually is. Because we've co- we've covered this in several other bad movies before, Ed. Like, for example, how Street Fighter the movie had to, was basically sort of written in a week. How other films were sort of written as they went or didn't have a complete script. So this falls 100% into the thing. The only thing they had was the movie needs to have sponsors. This is literally all they had. Yeah. So how do we work these in? <laughs> it literally started with the product placement first and then threw a movie in there. Worked backwards. <laughs> no, yeah, because just... yeah, usually most of the time you have a script and then someone says, hey, let's say McDonald's did come in and say, hey, uh, we'll help fund your movie if you just have the restaurant scene based in McDonald's, right? And that would have made like, and that's what most movies do when you see product placement. There's already a script there and then they just find a way to slip it in, you know? But in this case... <laughs> Wow, it's opposite <laughs> land. It's so opposite. <laughs> opposite oh my land. god! Now here's here's another thing, right? So eventually, uh, the producer the producer was actually aiming for like doing all this kind of stuff and everything else. Now he actually there's a couple of things here involving what happened to them later because uh raffle said that basically the producer was always trying to promote mcdonald's and so on and so forth and doing a lot of whole stuff with it and working really hard with it right but he did say uh, raffle did say at the moment that there was a moment where things changed in terms of its um the relationship between mcdonald's and the production because the moment and this is another thing that raffle said and i quote the moment disney heard that we were actually that we had this deal with mcdonald's they went in and hammered out a three-year deal to get all their toys and their happy meals and have that relationship with coca-cola right so Mm. disney heard that they were making a movie with uh, the disney heard like a flippid sneak really was hearing in the background going like wait a minute so this movie's that you can have a movie endorsed by an entire fast food chain Disney went in there and just hammered it in, saying, "Right, do you want a do you want a do you want a do you want a deal where all our characters can be in your Happy Meals?" And obviously, McDonald's like, "Fuck yeah!" So they did that. But this means that such as the McDonald's people were then not particularly enthused with us because we started because they started off first because but now they felt like, "Oh shit, we have to finish this off. We have to fulfill this arrangement because we have agreed to this." <laughs> but surely it's the it's not just because of that. I mean, Disney know what they're doing. These guys didn't know what they're doing. They haven't even got a script. So True. Like- True. But the whole point is this was only heard because McDonald's heard it, uh, because uh, Disney heard this and said like, well, if they, well, if you can make a whole fucking movie out of McDonald's, we're going to steal their thunder. So they just went in there. And that means then the McDonald's people were kind of forced into finishing this movie, even though yeah. they hadn't, because they said like, well, we're getting Disney money. <laughs> 
<laughs> McDonald's were getting Disney money. And they were just like, oh shit, we have, we got this fucking horrible alien movie. We need to finish off now, don't we? So basically they lost, they lost the enthusiasm halfway through production, but they still have a fucking movie to finish. So they have to say, just, they basically, but by, by, by halfway through, they literally no longer cared anymore. They kind of just mm. no longer cared, right? But, and this is the thing. Disney had a very, very long, uh, interconnecting relationship with McDonald's for the longest time. Since around 1988, all the way to 2006, they had this relationship. Wow. <laughs> Until it cut off because eventually people were, t- because through pressure of trying to reduce promotion junk food to kids. So that's why yeah. you see, when you see a lot of uh, Happy Meals toys now and a whole bunch of Happy Meal stuff, they don't really promote it with a lot of toys or whatever it is. There's a lot more health stuff. That's the reason why. Yeah, it's a bit, I mean, what are you guys, what are your opinions of like 80s and 90s McDonald's? Because like that era of, of time for me is kind of like, I, I've got so many fond memories of it, 90s McDonald's. Like, I, mm. I, it was a real treat to go to McDonald's. I think people, like, abused it, though, didn't they? Took the kids there all the time. And, they, you know, but having it as, like, a real treat and getting your toy yeah. and stuff like that, I thought mm. it was fantastic. I loved 90s McDonald's. And birthday parties as well were yeah. kind of magical when you could have a birthday party. I don't think I ever had a birthday party at McDonald's, but I definitely attended some. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Seemed, seemed really magical. Always felt like a treat. The toy thing was always cool because they'd always have the toy to go and to go alongside like the release of a movie, like a Disney movie or something. So it felt like you were sort of further involved in yourself in the release of that film as well. So yeah. Even like the cups, nice. like you get the Batman themed like cups yeah. and stuff. And people collect them all now, don't they? Like, like, like collectors and stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna hate me for this but i was a burger king guy so <laughs> i never went to i was i was i was always burger i was always burger king because i think back back in the day my dad was a friend of like one of the bigger was one of the head of like basically the guy who ran burger king in gibraltar and he ran he owned like three of these so basically it was like a mini mogul even though it was like a that kind of thing so he <laughs> always used to go there for birthdays because he because he was like we'll give you a treat basically my dad was cheap and said hey buddy kids get my, my kids get a year older can we have a birthday party there mate and it was to say really um <laughs> Yeah, well, it's a similar thing, isn't it? Yeah, but it's like we didn't get a Burger in our like sort of city, local city. We didn't kind of like get a Burger King till later. So I got into Burger King a little bit later. Yeah. But, uh, oh yeah, my god! It's, it's a, it was a great, great time. I, I I remember collecting like the toys and stuff. I loved it. An interesting fact as well, which I would argue is a um, a big sort of moment in in cinema history. Actually, is the fact that the guy who plays Eric, uh, Jade, his name is Jade uh, Caligari, right? He was actually someone who suffered from Spinner Bifada, right? So they actually did, he is actually wheelchair bound. So he wasn't an actor playing that. He was actually a genuine person in a wheelchair, right? Yeah. He actually had a condition. But here's the thing. Um, it wasn't the, it wasn't part of the script originally. Guess who said we needed a handicapped child? The producer. The producer said we needed a handicapped child in this movie. <laughs> this producer's unhinged. Someone needs to stop him. I mean, he's been he's stopped like a already. cartoon character, like a villain cartoon character. It's, it's kind of brilliant, okay? So he basically went over to director and said, like, he said the producer wanted to, to use an actor who was handicapped, 
right? He said, like, uh, yeah, because it, it wasn't originally part of the script, but it was re- rewritten for this character, right? For this kid. He said he found this kid with Spinner Bifada, right? Uh, the kid had never acted before, but he was a wonderful kid. And when they finished it, it, it and, w- and when they finished it, it was almost as if, like, the real, the, that, the, the reason that they used the, a real incumbent person to play the person uh, in the wheelchair didn't mean anything or even, or, or, and, to, to even the people who lived in the world. So it was in a weird way. He basically said that it's cool that we have a handicapped actor and a good thing there, but it's there's no reason why. It kind of felt no. like they just wanted to have him in there. For they just wanted a handicapped kid because he was just like, I want to throw him off the edge of a cliff. I want to roll him down a hill and see him go off the edge of a cliff into a river. <laughs> And they go like, well, we can do that with a kid who, who's not handicapped, um, possibly. No, no, no one's going to believe it. Get, I will say one thing, though. I will say one thing. In a weird way, this movie's actually kind of, in a weird way, not forward. I'm not saying, like, this is breaking boundaries. But having a genuine handicapped, uh, you know, uh, having, having someone of a disability, right, as a character, right? Um, and everyone just treating it as it's normal yeah. and there's no problem with that, it. Yeah. It's kind of, it's it's awesome. But my idea, but the, I'm thinking that's just a script is the idea that, oh, it's, we're never going to reference the fact that he's, a, that he's, that he's wheelchair bound. We're just barely, really. Everything else, you know, mm, it's just, a, yeah. it, it didn't, it, it never <sighs> played a factor, basically. No, it is good because when I thought of my memory of Mac and me, I forgot that he was in a wheelchair. So that's good. Same here, like, yeah. he's, he's treated... Treated like a regular kid. He's not like just treated like he's a disabled kid, you know? So that is good. But the intentions, like the motives of that, of putting him in there aren't great, you know? It's I don't a, think. It feels a little bit exploitative, doesn't it? Yeah. It's all, it does seem like that. The same way that they've involved the charity, the same way that they've involved um, a disabled child as the yeah. lead, it does almost feel like he's trying to just use those things to counterbalance the evil corporation product placement stuff and almost yes. trying to like avoid the film being criticized in any way it mm. feels like that almost going what criticize this film it's got a disabled child in the main row i dare you yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's based, i dare you give us negative reviews if you give us negative reviews for yeah, this you, movie you hate children do you? you hate children is that what you're saying this is for a charity this film and you hate children pretty evil much. It's it's literally the most corporate evil movie I think we've ever really covered. It's it's kind of brilliant. It it would fit a 1980s cartoon. Captain Planet would be <laughs> totally against his grill right now. Yeah, it's, it's funny because normally, like when I I share a lot of like um, uh, that you know that I've been watching 80s and 90s movies on, on Instagram and stuff. But and I always say that it's like a it's a comforting era for me. But when I watch this movie, it's not comforting at all. I feel gross watching it. I feel just like I just don't feel comfortable at all. It just it's it's almost like uh, hard to get through in that respect. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it does feel like this is the bad side of the 80s now. We're going to the bad side of the 80s, the corporate 80s, the uh, the stuff that we forget when we look at our nostalgic goggles. And then we're now adults and sit back going, Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the scary I mean- thing is, at the time, I didn't think that. I th- I saw this movie and thought it was great when I was a kid. <laughs> Yep, uh, same here, same here. I've got quite fond memories of it as well. Enjoying it all the time, regularly. Uh, I don't remember, don't really remember any of the product placement. 
Um, now which you do, maybe though. just makes it seem. Now I do. Maybe that's maybe I'm just ignorant idiot. <laughs> kids. Basically, <laughs> stupid kids. Basically, stupid kids. We're stupid yeah. kids, and we didn't notice it. And now that we're adults, we're looking back at yeah, this. Yeah. Do I feel slightly conned? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes now, when my daughter watches something which is like subjectively terrible. Yeah. And I go, why are you watching this? This is awful. And she's like, well, I enjoy it. And I'm kind of, I let obviously let her watch it, but quietly, quietly judge her. Yeah. I've got no rights to do that because I no, was the don't. same as a kid watching Mac and me sat there going, this is great. This is better than E.T. E.T. can go on the track seat. This is better. <laughs> did, did you actually, I'm not sure, if, I'm not sure if you did this. I saw this on your Instagram. Did you actually watch this with your daughter? Well, I did. I put it on in the same room as her, but she was slightly distracted by other things. I was yeah. trying to kind of in, get her to watch it because I said, look, I used to like this film as a kid, but I know it is terrible. So we're going to watch it and kind of enjoy the badness of it. And yeah. she was just a bit freaked out by the way Mac and his family look. Not to, I mean, who can blame him? She was sort of <laughs> saying, why are they naked constantly? Why are they naked? I didn't have any answers. Why are they naked? Well, I don't really know because they're aliens from a different planet. But at the same time, I mean, I don't really know. And I was just laughing at certain things. And then I think she did watch the whole McDonald's dance sequence from start to finish with a, a, a with a face of confusion, fear. Uh, <laughs> but, the, but after that, she was like, I'm, I'm kind of done. And she went and continued doing what she was doing elsewhere. Uh, so, yeah. Let's look at the reviews, which are which are famously absolutely terrible. So, uh, first of all, let's start off. Let's look at the box office. First of all, it was premiered in all of all places. It was premiered in Hong Kong first, a week oh, before. Interesting, very <laughs> peculiar. And then, and then it went to the United States. Um, it was a box office bomb because it grossed about six. It grossed six million against its thirteen million dollar budget. I don't know how this movie was thirteen million. But we'll uh, get to that in a moment. <laughs> but basically, like I said, some of the profits did go to the Ronald McDonald House charities. Upon release, Mac and Me had negative reviews dis- due to its limitations of numerous concepts, especially stealing things from E.T. and even a few things from Short Circuit 2, by the way. If you've seen the ending of that, it's pretty much close to Short Circuit 2. Um uh, some critics basically said, like, for example, the LA Times basically said it's an amazingly bold-faced copy of E.T., even though this is this is E.T. in a sticky wrapper left under a heater for two hours too long. <laughs> Almost everything in the earlier movie has a, has a double hair of some kind. Gross. <laughs> so just imagine, like, it's just like, it's like a chocolate bar that's just left underneath the radiator for too long, and you're just going to go... Like, even that description exactly. is too respectful of it <laughs> even that description's like oh is it might still taste all right it might be all melted but it's probably still you could probably still eat it. it's lovely but it's beyond that isn't it it's beyond uh, that uh richard harrington from the uh washington post actually famously said that eat is uh, changing it et phone home should be phrasing it to et call a lawyer please and also said why is it so hard to like this film having seen it done so much better in spielberg before doesn't help of course so it's just <laughs> like oh, we've done this already what what why am i finding it so hard to like basically an actual copy of a movie <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it keeps going at the moment this is a rare at the moment on rotten tomatoes it is one of the only few films that has an absolute zero percent on rotten really? tomatoes <laughs> with an average rating of about 2.7 out of 10 
That's a consensus. With a side consensus, Makami is, a, is, is duly infamous, not only for its pale imitation of E.T., it's also a thinly veiled feature-length commercial for Coca-Cola and McDonald's. Everyone was tricked when they watched this. Wow. Totally. Yeah. Wow. This is the thing, though. It's become a legacy now. This is one of those films that's infinitely grown over time. It has now been labeled as one of the most frequently pulled out as one of the worst films of all time. Whenever there's an argument for this, uh, there have been multiple filmmakers and multiple stuff talking about this as the ultimate addition to why product placement is bad in media. This has now become a thing where it's, it's almost now examined. <laughs> <laughs> as a as a piece of media it's people in media studies would be talking about this movie as a as a bad example of product placement it is now grown its own legacy it's gone beyond what it is now and now people just hear about it and almost like in the ether and now people go and finally review it which is why we're finally doing this for our anniversary episode because wow just wow <laughs> Right. Okay. Let's actually talk about this fucking movie. We've already done this now. Let's actually talk about the plot. So, oh my God, there's so much happening. There's so much. I'm already exhausted. I've already just talked about the backstory. We haven't even talked about the plot yet. And I'm already tired. One thing I want to say about the immediate open, it opens with the Orion logo. And the Orion logo is one of the most nostalgic logos for me. Like, because it reminds me so much of Robocop. Mm. Because obviously it's the same studio. And they've not changed the Orion logo, like, ever. I I watched, um, you know, the... 2019 child's play that's orion yeah. it's got mm-hmm. the same logo yeah. it's got the whole vhs fuzz on it and everything <laughs> it's just, it's just like, oh, we don't need to update this it's fine i know but i love that i love it. it's so nostalgic it's a great logo but then we great. cut to the the planet of the um the mysterious planet with the mysterious alien creatures on it and they're like searching for subterranean water i guess like, I guess so. with, a, with a straw? They have a space straw. Yes, they inst- yeah. we instantly start off this movie with an alien family on an alien planet, which I'm not entirely sure where it's supposed to be, um, because, look... Well, you can see the Saturn, can't you? So is it a moon of Saturn or something? Maybe, but but here's my question, though, because obviously we've ju- <laughs> there's also big news that a rover just landed on Mars, just recently has oh, landed man. on have Mars. You, have you seen the footage? Oh, it's amazing. It looks like the same planet as this in the start of Mac and Me. Oh, my God. Are we saying those are actual Martians? Are, are, are basically these aliens are from Mars? Are we saying this now? Is this canon? Definitely. It's canon. Oh, yeah. Also, during this particular moment, yeah. let's talk about the score. Because the score, Alan Silvestri, one of the most like, well-known composers ever. He's like Back to the Future, Predator, yeah. Forrest Gump. His score is stunning. Just listen to this and just like close your eyes and absorb this. I'm, I'm closing my eyes and it's just absorbing <laughs> it because it's like beautiful. Moody. <laughs> it's stunning. It's, stu- it's wasted on this film. Why is it? Well, yeah, why is it such a good score in this absolute flop of a movie? So you've got this music and you've got these fumbling aliens on this planet. And it's such a weird mix because this music is trying to lie to you to say this is cinematic gold. Yeah, it, it reminds me of a lot of things. Though. I think it just feels so comforting and soothing because it 
calls back to a lot of the Alan Silvestri music you've heard before, so it kind of feels nurturing in that way. Imagine just listening to that somewhere and someone saying, what are you listening to? And Mac and Me soundtrack, what are you listening to? <laughs> The thing is, because the the soundtrack at the time that it was released, it only released the awful songs. I think it had one bit of his score on it. His score was released not until 2014, and it was like a limited run, and that was just his score. But now it's a great score, and like, yeah, you've got these fumbling, like, alien family. And I wrote my notes on these guys. Well, basically, uh, they they look terrifying. They look like they're drunk. And they've shit themselves because they can, <laughs> they just, they like walk like they've sort of wobbly like legs and they've got wide, wide sort of stance as well. They kind of look like they just <laughs> drank loads and shit themselves. That's what like. <laughs> drank you know loads what that- and shit themselves. <laughs> They okay. We need but to talk about. But the worst thing, I'm, 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 I'm going to continue. The worst thing is their puffy faces, right? Because they've got like ass, kind of like cheeks. And the mouths yeah. look like a fucking butthole. So they've just got like an arse face. But the thing is, they've they kind of got a bl- like a blow-up doll face, right? But at yeah. least the blow-up doll kind of looks like, enthusiastic. These guys just look permanently confused. Enthusiastic. <laughs> oh, we've lost the plot already. We, look, we've only just started. It's only two minutes in and we've lost the plot already. Yeah, these aliens look disgusting. I know. They look like, you know, sometimes when you see like props from movies from years yeah. ago and you think, oh, they've just been stored in some crappy old garage. They've got water damage <laughs> all over them. They yeah. look like old alien suits or props or something from like, I don't know, Doctor Who in the 60s. And they've just like mm. got them out, got them out of storage and they've gone, yeah, stick them in for a new film. They look rubbish. And now- so any, any kid watching them today would be looking at it and be like, what? Yep. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> Absolutely fair. <laughs> so they come across the um the sort of the NASA lander thing, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they land on it. Uh, but the, 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 and also like, ooh, what is this? So they're rolling around. They're like touching it. At one point, the dad, the dad's weird, by the way. Uh, uh you know, Mac, Mac Daddy. Daddy is completely weird in this movie. He's in the general. scariest one, definitely. Yeah. Because he, he touches stuff, and when he touches stuff, sparks come out basically. So electricity just doesn't work with him, like at all. No, they just destroy everything. They're just awful. And so yeah, at one point, he touches the rover, it sparks, and then you see him trying to get. So the rover starts like what seems to be trying to find water or samples of rocks and stuff like that. And obviously, the Mac family are all looking around, going, "Ooh, what is this?" You know, but curiously, and then a fucking <laughs> humongous ass vacuum. Just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And just, just su- sucks the little one up. <laughs> <laughs> well, then the whole family gets sucked off. The whole family's been sucked off here, mate. It's a family film, honestly. Oh, God. It's, the thing is, when when they get sucked into the vacuum, what I find really funny is that they try and do this really bad visual effect where they kind of just stretch and shrink and just, like, twirl into the hub, into the vacuum. Yeah, like, like a very cartoon sort of style. And I don't know why they would be like that. No. Why would they sort of go into that kind of cartoony kind of, like, form? It's terrifying. I have a theory. I have a theory. 
they did this in order to explain why some of the puppets and some of the uh, the costumes look terrible by giving them the idea that reason why because throughout the movie the whole family look like they're in different sizes they look like they stretch or they're or they're in weird positions or arms do weird stuff so they trying to I think they did this so they could hide out the idea that okay they're super stretchy this is go with it it's it's a characteristic don't care about consistency go yeah uh, so God. then we cut back to the uh nasa don't we like on earth yeah, yeah. and so, uh we see them in like a like a studio that area and they, the, the aliens have just been transported to earth via this machine haven't they like yeah so they, they, they land on earth <laughs> and, and obviously you have all the um the you have all the you have all the scientists and all the nasa people going like right we're going to try and get the sample now and all that kind of stuff and uh it's kind of brilliant but then when they open up the hatch be honest first time i saw it again i said that going this is actually quite scary because the hatch opens up smoke comes out a tiny hand pops up and you can almost see like the tones off this feels almost like they're trying to parody alien at the minute in time <laughs> because it pops yeah. up the little things coming out the, the little aliens running out the the whole thing fills up with smoke mac daddy is at the window <laughs> and he smashes the window change the soundtrack at this particular section change it to like horror movie horror movie soundtrack and it would affect me i think because it is, I it think is there has been youtube edits where people have done that okay it, <laughs> this is the thing and this is something i noticed throughout the whole movie really like there are moments where to me if you just change either the music or a slight thing to it it could genuinely be scary like genuinely scary it could be it's just off-putting when the whole movie is aimed at a family like it's a it's the family market the mcdonald's family market and you're putting horror elements into it so they get they 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 escape don't they and like they somehow the family gets split up from uh mac yeah and there's there's a bit where like Mac is kind of like trying to escape and he gets he gets onto like an electric fence and he's he's getting kind of getting blown by like a helicopter why is an electric fence and he's yeah. it sounds like this he looks terrifying in that it looks terrifying it's unnecessary he's just like stretch <laughs> armstrong his eyes his <laughs> eyes are bugging out Oh, it's so bizarre. It doesn't match. It, again, again, adding the idea is extra stretch. He's bugging out everything else. And then a whole bunch of shenanigans happen where he nearly gets run over by a car, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it causes a massive holdup, like a big accident, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. He, at one bit, he's literally on the windshield of a car, stretched throughout the entirety of the windshield of this car. And you can see a whole family, like a, I think it's like a mum and dad or a mum and daughter or something like that. And they're just like, they're just screaming at this thing, going, ah, ah, ah. Yeah. There's a kid with it. The first kid we see, is, he's got a f- fabulous bowl cut. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he he's, he's a redhead and got a bowl cut. It's actually fucking epic. Yeah, <laughs> but like soon, it's like shortly after that, we we are we do meet the actual family of the film. Yeah, the cruisers. You you almost immediately get forced into a Coke product place, and there's, there's this line. Okay, give it back, Mike. What? He took my Coke, Mom. Come on, you guys. I don't have it. I didn't take it. I knew it. Oh, it wasn't me. 
was it then? Because Mac has climbed into their car and he's yeah. hit like hitching a ride, ride and he's, he's basically in the back and he steals the little boy, the Eric's coke. But the way he, when he steals it, you get like a long stretchy arm that he like, <laughs> takes the can and it's so weird and creepy. It's hilarious. The arm is amazing. It's one of the things that made me crack up every time because you're sitting there going like, you know, they had the one arm and it's like, we built this arm. We're going to use it as much as possible. <laughs> and they do so often. <laughs> So as soon as you've got like Coke introduced, it, it kind of gives you an idea of like the sort of the the ego of Coke at the time. Like, let's get Coke mm. in there immediately. And I've got an example of the Coke ego from the 80s. Listen to this commercial. God, tune. It's like Bonnie Tyler. I know. It's the end of it. I'll, I'll just keep just keep it playing. It's a minute of coke. You've got to listen to the whole thing. It's a minute of coke. <laughs> Coca-Cola is it. That's the ego of Coke in the 80s. It's it. Is it. it. Coca-Cola is it. Not only that, Coca-Cola will make you feel like the most amazing person ever. It will empower you. It will make you feel special. It is the best. It's a, it will rejuvenate you. It will, it, which is what it does in this movie. It literally does. It is literally the elixir of they, life. It, oh. They treat it like the elixir of life, and it's bizarre. Like at every turn, whether they're whatever any character's doing, a Coke needs to be going alongside them. Don't, isn't someone using it as like a prop for something else? We've got like pens and pencils in it at one point, an yeah. empty can of Coke. Yeah, they do. This is <laughs> the thing. A- the arrogance of Coke, right? Coke, for me not even like like right top three cokes top three colas ranked right here we go <laughs> like three three is coke okay two oh is God. pepsi there i've said it and wow. number one is fentiman's curiosity cola i'm telling you wow. <laughs> i thought you're gonna say roller hot cola take. Then- hot take hot take fentiman so you take that you ego sh- maniac you're only third Fentimans, you, shop, you shop in Waitrose, Ed. Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're, is that what you're admitting to? Don't drink anything other than Fentimans at room temperature. Okay. No, I had I had Fentimans cola in like a bar uh, like a few years ago, and I was like, God, this is the best cola I've ever had. Amazing. It really is. I, I suggest you try it. Oh my god! But I have had. Take. I think I have had Fentimans. But anything that tastes like too. This is going to sound ridiculous. Too cola e just always doesn't quite doesn't quite sit well with me. Yeah, I've never seen you so actually like passionate in this case, Ed. I've never seen like right. Let me sit down. We need Ed, to talk about steps, coke. Where does it's because this match, movie right? angers me quite a bit because I because I, I, I really love ET and that's quite yeah. special to me that movie and this is so like just copying ET that it makes me furious. So Indeed. when we get to the trashometer later, be ready for that. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh wow. Hi. We have the uh, our little Mac singing in the back. 
of, of, of the truck and the whole family is just doing round. And basically it turns out they this family, the cruisers are moving from Chicago all the way down to California for what seems to be a really kind of mediocre job from the mum. Apparently it's like some kind of high managerial role in Sears, but it's thinking like, would you actually genuinely move from one side of the country to the other for what seems to be a manager job in a sh- in a shopping mall? Yeah, well, it's um, just so they can get Sears in there, isn't it? <laughs> I think this is the case. Because I'm sitting there going, like, unless you're, like, a proper managerial type or you're that desperate, you're that- wow, the leap is insane. So they, they, they go to the house. They move, they arrive into the house for the first time. And... This is when we're first revealed, actually, because before then, like, we're not revealing at all, like, that, uh, that our lead character, Eric, is wheelchair bound. And then yeah. it just happens. And, you know, first time you're seeing it, you're like, whoa, oh, oh, oh okay. This is a character trait. I wonder what they're going to do with it. Um, I've, I've actually, I've got a clip of, you know, when they're arriving in California, this yeah. is an example of the bad dialogue in this movie, right? As they're arriving, we get this. Hey, look at all the cars. This looks pretty nice. Pretty nice. That that's what he, that's all he's saying. Like, look at all the cars. You, you know, is there anything else? Been driving to look- for hours. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look you could say it's California. You could say, oh, look at the palm trees, or look at you know something that's recognisable about <laughs> California. No, look at all the cars. Yeah, it's pretty neat. <laughs> it's pretty neat here. Great. Look at all the windows and doors. They've got it all. <laughs> oh, it's nuts. Yeah, it's true. Basically, the, the, it feels like, again, haphazard. But I'll say one thing. I feel the mum energy. Mum, the mum is great. I love the mum because... She's the only me- named actor, like the only one that actually had a career after. What I love about the mum is not, it's not only just that, is that... All her lines, I feel, they're a weird sense of, of like, you know, slightly, like, how can I put it? Sar- snarky, sarcastic, a little, like, backhanded, and they're bloody brilliant. When, when all this is happening, they all move into the house and kind of thing, and then the, our little Mac escapes from the van. But what do we, what do we get to see also? We're introduced to Debbie! The fucking He's dressed girl. as a Native American. Because, <laughs> sure, why not? Um, <laughs> Cultural appropriation, okay? <laughs> <laughs> In a, I don't think 1988, there is no excuse. This is weird because she obviously sees Mac at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah. And she just thinks it's a pet or a mate or something. She doesn't like think it's an alien. She just goes, that's a weird little guy you got with you. Somebody She's a proper stage school kind of like actress, isn't she? She's yeah. everything's at like one level and high tone, kind of like no, 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 like that. I think she, out of all the actors, she's probably the worst, right? She's definitely the most irritating out of the lot because she just seems to be on one mode, which is irritating girl. Um, but she's always like she's projecting, like she should be like doing theater, like she's she's trying uh, like full volume all the time. I it's one of those where I go, was that the best take you had <laughs> for that? Was that the best take? Because I go, come on. At one, at one point, at one point, the sort of, uh, she goes over and says, like, I wonder who that is. It's like saying, is it an animal? Is it a pet? Whatever it is. At one point, I think, uh, this is a little later on when uh, Eric and Debbie first meet. 
And it's going saying like, uh, it's like, oh, are you trying to look for your little friend kind of thing? And it's just, and it's all like, and and obviously Eric doesn't know what it is. He's trying to hide. Oh yeah. Oh, that, that's just my brother. And it goes like, your brother? God, welcome, welcome to California, mate. Where do you come from again? <laughs> yeah. So there's a quite a long section of Mac, like sort of not being seen properly and he's just causing mischief in the house isn't he and all mm. kinds of stuff like and that's it goes on for quite a long time they're like padding it out aren't they like there's a lot of but you get a display of max powers as well don't you like there's a bit where the tv comes on and it's not plugged in because he's yeah. touched it and stuff like that and the radio control car that comes on and it's going round by this by, without any batteries the kid, in the, the control kid is genuinely terrified like i think if that happened to yeah. me i'd just be like what's going on that's odd but he's like Oh my god! It's especially, not especially when he has the power tools. Remember that bit? And he's like, yeah. he cuts a hole, like a triangular hole in the door with a circular yeah. saw. And that's yeah. when you see, it's like a here's Johnny kind of moment. Of like, <laughs> this Mac, is what I'm trying Mac. to, this is what I'm trying to say. Little Mac is not, it's, I, they're trying to pass this off as charming, right? But realistically, is this little alien is driving this tiny boy mad to the point of getting schizophrenia. Get into that. Um, <laughs> but also, it's just, it's it, obviously, he's trying to say, hey, there's a little creature following around doing weird shit, right? Um, yeah. I'm not doing this. There's one bit which scares me, which is when it is generally scared me. And I would be thinking this happened to me, but what the fuck is, um, at one point he's just, he, he's seen the, R, the, the RC car just kind of drive on its own. And it stops. And it's mm. like silent. It's mm. still. And a fucking drill comes through the wall. <laughs> it's so like, it's so scary. No, I mean, Mac is like not cute and he's causing so much trouble and he even, causes so much trouble that Mac, like Eric is chasing him looking in his wheelchair and it leads up to the, to the scene that Ben was talking about earlier he goes to look for Mac like at the side of a cliff and I'll just mm. play what happens he's in his wheelchair approaching the cliff And he just goes off the cliff in his wheelchair and lands in the water. This is Max that's caused this, by the way. Why did his mum buy a house? She's got a kid in a wheelchair. She's bought a house with a garden that leads onto a slope that goes directly off a cliff into a river. Surely she should have thought about building a fence or something. Uh, When when Eric's going down the slope, that's actually him. So that's dangerous. Um, apparently they said like they, they, they were trying to find stunt doubles and they found a few stunt doubles throughout the movie later on, but they couldn't find one that actually kind of fitted his size basically and how to balance the wheelchair properly. So he had to do quite a few of his own stunts, stunts and equipment. But then the moment he slips goes off the, uh, goes off the cliff. What's so funny is that it's so obviously a doll. Yeah. In the wheelchair. So rigid in the chair. Like (laughs) you can see like, ah, and it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just a mannequin. You can tell it's a mannequin. Um, yeah. But here's, here's a little factoid about that clip in particular. Um, this one's a famous one. If anyone's a big fan of uh, Paul Rudd, because yeah. Paul Rudd has done a running joke with Conan O'Brien for years, right? So Paul Rudd, a uh, famous actor, every time he goes on Conan O'Brien to promote a movie, and he, instead of showing the clip from his, from his upcoming film, he just shows this clip. Of, of of 
every time yeah. to the point that we're it's almost it, it became a running joke for at least years ever since 2004 <laughs> apparently all the way till now he, every every time paul rudd's on 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 the conan o'brien show they do this which is why it was why if you ever seen the conan o'brien show you realize he's not on it that often anymore to promote movies because oh, no. he's because he's grown because <laughs> conan's grown sick and tired of this prank and imagine that's probably why that clip is so memeable now. It's yeah. like it's it's it's, so, it's the most memorable part of the film just because of that. I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so basically, he 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 flies off a cliff, but then at this point, Little Max sees it. So like, ooh, like he looks confused. Don't know what's happening. Debbie is <laughs> shouting, Eric, Eric, Eric. The mum's going in there. The mum, the mum thinks that the kid's gone suicidal. That's yeah. that's how it's gone. Like, oh. what a fucking leap! What a leap! Yeah, definitely. Well, a leap he uh, took be- off the cliff. <laughs> da, 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 da. Well, you say you say like the yeah the kid uh, the mum thinks the kid's gone suicidal because like they get the doctor in to look at the kid yeah. and the doctor is absolutely hilarious. Listen to the doctor. Your mother tells me that you've been seeing some things. Can you tell me about it? You wouldn't believe it. Try me. It's a little creature. Do you see him often? Just the things that he does. Has anyone else seen this little creature? Just Debbie. She's the girl next door. I'm going to give you this uh, mild sedative. <laughs> I'm help you get some rest. <laughs> wow. His answer to, it sounds like that's his answer to everything. <laughs> it sounds like that's his answer to everything. No matter who he speaks to, he goes... I think a mild sedative would make you feel a bit better. Yeah, but I've I just love- got a tummy ache. No. <laughs> I love the fact that he already has a mild sedative at the ready. Like, he, this is genuinely his approach. It's like, I'm just going to give him a mild sedative. We'll shut him up. Yeah, he probably opens up his doctor bag and he's just got loads of sedatives in there. That's all he's got in there. <laughs> it's like, he needs, to, oh, we, he needs to calm down. He's starting to see things. And the thing is, obviously, by this point, he's saying, like, why don't you just ask Debbie? Debbie saw it too, right? And then Debbie comes in and basically they're, they're planning... Uh, by sound things, a couple of things. First of all, uh, we're introduced properly to the sister, the older sister, who is who are, who conveniently also works in McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've right. got a clip of that. Go on. I'm Michael, Eric's brother. I'm Courtney, Deb's sister. Yeah. Nice meeting you. Me too. It's McDonald's, huh? Yeah. Why don't you stop by for a Big Mac? <laughs> The kid's just an advert there. Definitely. Why would you stop by for a Big Mac? <laughs> but she says it so sarcastically. When I first saw, like, after, my, I haven't seen the movie for years, but when I when I watched it, uh, I didn't notice at first that she was wearing a McDonald's um, uniform. No. So no. I was like, when he just said, so McDonald's, huh? Like, it's almost seemed like he just popped McDonald's randomly into yeah. the conversation. And I didn't know why. <laughs> this oh is the God. part of the script where you just say McDonald's for no reason and everyone will just agree with you. Oh, yeah, it's lovely there. You, you can imagine R.J. Lewis is sitting there, like, in the film, he's like, come on, mention McDonald's. Do it. Do it. Come on. This is where our money is, baby. McDonald's. It's, it's, I can imagine him, like, there all the if time. I can get, if I can get the, the uh, disabled child to mention McDonald's and the charity in the same same sentence, oh, God, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Go on. Mention McDonald's. 
Once once the McDonald's is mentioned, then you get it all the time. Like like the the driving around a little bit later, and Mm. you hear this. You know what I feel like? A Big Mac? Man is a genius. I'm psyched. (laughs) I tell you. Oh, my God. You can't escape it. It's always and forever going to be a McDonald's thing for now on. It's it's always there. And that's the thing is, when you're a little kid, you don't mention it. You don't notice it. But the moment you start, the moment it's mentioned, you start to, re- now as an adult, you totally see it every time. They mention it even as a line or two every so often. Um, but this this is leading to a little bit because what they do is they're saying, hey, would uh, Debbie, wouldn't you, why not invite Eric over to Britney's birthday party in a couple of days, which happens to be in McDonald's. Okay, so this is leading up to the McDonald's scene. Yeah, this it's like setting up that it. up and then you, you kind of waiting for that. You want in that scene. It's kind of a big part of the movie. I was confused for this. That. Whose birthday party is it? Just Britney's. some girl that she knows. So this kid, this guy doesn't know Brittany. no can't just bring strangers along to someone else's birthday party that's completely against the code <laughs> I don't know. Well, it was well, the 80s man it was the it's 80s Mc- man we'll take anyone there come on everybody outside come on. have you it's guys heard ridiculous. this may this i may be getting this wrong you may have already planned this have you heard anything about jennifer aniston in relation to this film i do i do know this okay i won't well, i won't jump in yet then We'll give it a pause because there's something yeah. quite special with that. But before mm. all this, by the way, Eric and Debbie are planning to capture the alien. Yes. And this is the best, for me, this is my favorite scene in the movie because it is both bizarre, it is hilarious, it almost feels a little bit like out of fucking poltergeist. And uh, you'll see what I mean. So Eric is going around the house, dropping straws and glasses of Coca-Cola all over the house, right? Yeah. Um, at one point is really kind of weird because clearly <laughs> I think at this point, uh, Michael, who's the older brother, who we haven't mentioned, by the way, but Michael's in there. Um, he is talking to what I think is the older sister um, over, over the phone. And the conversation to me personally sounds a bit seedy. It's a bit off. It's like saying like, eh, you know, it's like, oh, I've, you know, oh, we've been doing some things, but also, you know, she's all the way there. I'm all the way here. Oh, by the way, are you dating anyone? It's like, dude, hold yeah. on. You've just yeah, met. straight on it. I know. And he's, he, he said, like, what, what are you studying? What are your subject? And he goes, oh, yeah, that's my favorite subject. I know all about that. I'll tell you <laughs> all about it. Anything. I don't want to shame anyone, right? I don't want to be horrible to this guy. But this guy is a fairly average looking teenage boy, right? Yeah. I would say. Again, mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong. All right. I, would, <laughs> I don't want to say anyone's out of anyone's league at all, because I, mean, I don't know that's not how it works. <laughs> However, she starts swooning over him. And I'm like, no, behave yourself now. Don't swoon. At that point earlier Come when out. they were discussing, she was kind of like, all right, yeah, nice to meet you. Just moved in you. <laughs> Sexy eyes. I was like, no, 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 not this guy. Sh- surely not. I mean, get to know, I know him. That's sexual be, tension. A- <laughs> I'll tell you something. Odd. The best way to describe it is just hormones. That's what in the script is like saying, you both hormones. like each other. Why? We've only just met hormones. <laughs> it's just. They're holding oh. hands like a little bit later on. I know, proper. Well, he's like, trying to again, drive. She's what's she feeding him? Is what, oh, sorry, I don't get ahead of myself, but what well, Mackie D's? Um, 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast. So at this point then, after he's doing, he's dropping off Coca-Cola and straws and cups of Coca-Cola all over the house, leading into some kind of bizarre contraption where they're going to use a hoover to suck him up, right? Yeah. So, and this this bit to me, this is what I'm talking about, where it feels a bit poltergeisty. It feels a bit off. Yeah. Because because Debbie Debbie comes Debbie comes through the window and Eric's saying like, well, we need to hide. So we're going to, they hide in the cupboard in or, or, or all of them in there who that can fit an entire fucking like uh, a cold to hold wheelchair and shit into this giant <laughs> wardrobe <laughs> holding a vacuum cleaner and then the moment the, the moment the little mac shows up boom doors open the vacuum starts sucking him up you can see a bit where he's holding on to the goddamn like curtains of the of the of the window and I've just getting sucked through do it shall we hear a it clip yeah So they charge out of the closet. You're hurting him! You're hurting him! The best thing about that clip, that moment, is when Eric goes Debbie and he gets higher and higher and it's like, Debbie! 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 <laughs> Because basically what's happening is Matt goes into the, the Hoover is on Debbie's back, like yeah. a backpack. And he, go, go, Matt gets sucked into the Hoover. And when he's in the Hoover, he kind of makes Debbie elevate like from the floor. And he's like screaming at De- Debbie, what's going on? Cause you're flying in the air. It's fucking terrifying. <laughs> it goes up the walls. At one point, it's like it, it's just rotating on the floor, three hundred and sixty degrees. Gets dragged off. The lighting starts to affect. The sparks are lighting all over the place. It looks like I said. It looks like a scene out of fucking Poltergeist. <laughs> it's just going down this corridor, being chased over. The brother comes out. Lights flickering. He's uh, yeah. Debbie's all over the ceiling. It is genuinely scary to a point. <laughs> So they realise they have to kind of reverse the Hoover, don't they, to like get yeah. him out. Yeah. Um, and he's looking pretty worse for wear. He's looking pretty like tired. So mm. they're like, oh, give him a drink. Give him a drink. So they, uh, they do this. This is unreal. This is incredible, guys. This must be like what they drink on their own planet. <laughs> so they get a can of pop, a can of Coca-Cola. And just give it a bit of that. That'll, that'll sort him out. Why and does he say completely... this must be what they drink on their home planet? The whole their home planet is a desolate wasteland. They've not it's got Mars. <laughs> it's Mars. They've not got Coca Cola on there. 
Oh, my, oh, 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 oh. Planet, it's made out of Coca-Cola. <laughs> no wonder they couldn't find that they can't find water on Mars. They're missing the wrong liquid. They need to find Coca-Cola. That's yeah. what they need to find on the Mars lander. No yeah, wonder. Yeah. My God. <laughs> so basically now it's official. This is canon now. Mar- Mars is made out of Coca-Cola. <laughs> but yeah, so this is a thing. This is considered a life, uh, like, like a life source. They're food. Pretty much, yeah? yeah. Basically, anything sugary, basically. Sugar is their life source, by sound of things, because original Coke in the 80s in particular was, oh, so full of sugar. Still so is, really, sugar. but, yeah. Still is, but, no, but back then, oh. In fact, have you ever had, okay, this is something, maybe it's just me, for example, but uh, um, for me, um, in America, you'd have something like called Mexican Coke, right? So Mexican Coca-Cola uses like real sugar, unlike the artificial sugar they use in America. So it's, so it tastes extra sweet in Mexico, in Mexico, regular Coca-Cola. I can't um, even imagine that because no. the Coke that I have like here is like, oh, that tastes really sugary to me. So God, yeah. it must be horrendous. Makes your teeth very... In Gibraltar, we have a very similar thing where we have uh, like Coca-Cola, but if you get it from Morocco, because we're very close to Morocco, if you get the Moroccan Coca-Cola... It's just a bag of sugar in a can. <laughs> also, we forgot to mention that during like the quieter scenes when like Mac is like sort of missing his family, yeah. they, he does this whistle thing, yes. uh, which he, he basically can com- com- communicate with his family wherever they are by a whistle, which sounds like this. And What's then that ripping off there? Some, that his is family do it back. Else. So he hears it again. He hears it back. My God. I mean, again, out of context, it sounds pretty sweet. I understand it, but it's just bizarre when you see these weird rubber people <laughs> just doing this. Just the eyelids. I think they'd look a lot more... Like they look a lot less scary if they had eyelids that acted like actual eyelids. The fact is that the eyes are constantly like, oh God, I'm in so much pain. To be Kill honest, I, to be honest I, find it, I would find it more terrifying if those weird things blinked. I'm saying that because you can imagine when they blinked, yeah. it would just be more, it, was, it would sound like a squishy blink. You'd be like, <laughs> and you're like, oh, don't blink. Stop blinking. It's too much. Stop blinking. God damn it. This leads to. Finally, we're now about about 50 minutes into the movie. Here we go. McDonald's. We're heading to McDonald's now. Uh, but before then, obviously, Debbie, De- so Debbie's arriving. Debbie's arriving to take, Debbie and Debbie's mum is going to take Eric. But the little dipshit alien, little Mac, is now just sitting on the sofa, looking really tired, watching some TV. <laughs> like, almost oh. like, Ugh. So feed him some Coca-Cola. Over, I'm a bit hungover. I've been smashing the Cokes last night. I feel a little bit worse for wear. Yeah. Get me. I've got to get me a McDonald's breakfast. We bring it back to me. I don't want to go there. Bring it back to me. Come on. <laughs> but that's the tone. So they said, because like, they were right. They said like, uh, Eric's saying, no, I, I can't go. I have to keep an eye on the alien, the little, the little alien. It's like, no, my mum's not allowed because I have, my mum said to keep an eye on you. It's like, oh, okay. So they, they, they do a plan where they get rid of the stuffing of a, out of a giant teddy bear that they own, right? And puts Little Mac into a teddy bear outfit and takes it so they can go to McDonald's together. Mental. 
Mac is about the same size as like a two-year-old, like yeah. that's <clears> yeah. But the the kid that they get and put in the in the Teddy costume is at least like eight or nine. So the size <laughs> difference is unbelievably ridiculous. Tiny Mac, just have him a backpack or something. Do something like that. Dress him as a teddy bear. And then he's That's got to try and pass effort. off to the mum of Debbie that, yeah, just got a new teddy bear, got to go everywhere with it. This kid's like about 12. Kind of old for a teddy, isn't he? He's from Illinois. Uh, on top of that, they actually say like, it's like, uh, uh, he, the Eric goes and says like, oh, I've had this teddy bear for a long time. And it's like saying, and, and she's like, it's like, say, but does your teddy bear move? Because even she's noticing this teddy bear can't fucking stop <laughs> doing things. It's like, it's doing, it's, it's doing a little jig. And it says like, no, no, it's, 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 don't worry. It's, it's all updated with new microchips. And she's looking baffled. Like, who sure. wrote this script on only weekends? Someone did. Uh, it's terrifying though because never at any point have we seen Mac dance at mm. any point as he showed he's got any sort of rhythm but for some reason as soon as he gets in that teddy bear he can't stop himself he just can't <laughs> stop dancing it's the power of Coca-Cola and McDonald's gives you the power yeah. of dance which yeah. we're leading into when does the jogging montage come across because there's a bit where they're jogging oh, and yeah. Mac is ba- and basically they shoehorn in like a, a, a song over a jogging montage. Yeah. I think this okay, was a little that, bit earlier, yeah. Okay, that was a little earlier. I think I, I think we just jumped the gun because of the whole thing, but oh yeah, okay, so rewind slightly. Okay. We need to explain this. Number one, it's got this tune over it. Which is so out of place. Well, this, this is the thing. Basically, he he's in that little car. I don't play a little car clip, but he goes in, ends up in a tree. Yes. And they start this song when he's up in the tree, and then it cuts yeah. to a montage of Eric and the mum jogging around the neighbourhood, but they've got no decent footage to put over this music. Yeah. And so the, is it when the dogs are chasing Mac in the little car as well? Yeah. yeah. So at this point, this is what's happening. So before Debbie, uh, Debbie picks up Eric... Eric and the mum are jogging. They're doing like that. Well, she's jogging and he's following around in a wheelchair. We have to make that clear. Um, and, uh, and then Mac appears out of nowhere in one of, because we've, we've seen clips of this throughout the film. Like, I'm not sure if it's foreshadowing, but it's close to where these little bratty kids have these giant, tiny cars kind of thing, you know? And yeah. for some fucking reason, little Mac, again, being a little, a little dip, uh, being a little dick, steals one, drives down the road, nearly gets run over by Debbie's, by, by Debbie's mum, right? And yeah. all the what dogs just start chasing after it. The, the car goes nearly off a cliff. He jumps, gets hung in a tree, and then that's where we leave him for a running montage with a power ballad. Just I'll play the clip anyway, because we've talked about it now. Do it. What is that? I can't remember how that scene happens. I just know that it happens. No, not it. Here's the thing, though. This okay. uh, This is what I'm trying to. I'm I'm having trouble with this movie slightly because I'm trying to figure out: Do the filmmakers think that this the 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 little Mac doing these shenanigans is charming, or? Or, or literally a hazard to society because I do not know where this falls. 
I don't know. It doesn't. He doesn't make trying... Mac likable at all. No, no. I think they're trying no. to force the audience to try and like feel that they're endeared by him and that they like him for whatever reason. Because essentially, they probably want to sell toys and dozens of loads of merchandise of Mac because everyone loves Mac. Like essentially. What they were trying to do is the Baby Yoda effect, which obviously went well in 2019, 2020. Yeah. Uh, they were absolutely aiming for that, clearly. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so far off the mark, it is actually kind of ridiculous. This then leads into the McDonald's scene. So we've already mentioned it now. So we have this weird moment. Then it leads into the McDonald's scene. Now, oh boy. Let's talk about this. The moment they arrive, right, as soon as they arrive in the car park, you've got this. There are a bunch of break dancers in the middle of the McDonald's car park. It's so exciting. Like, this makes McDonald's seem like the best thing ever. Come to McDonald's. There's constant (laughs) dancing. It basically makes it sound like McDonald's is the place to be. We are, we're hip. We're down with the kids. We've got break dancers. And it's a proper organised choreographed routine in the, in the parking lot, isn't it? It's fantastic. Yeah. Now, here's a thing that Ben teased. In that little sequence, Jennifer Aniston has a cameo in it. Very briefly. Really? Yeah, Jennifer Aniston's in this movie for li- uncredited for a couple of seconds. She is sitting on the curb watching the dancers happening in the car park. Oh, fantastic. And, jo- and join in. Just for, nah, that's beyond me. Nah, it's, it's, it, this, this, this would have been one of her, this would have been like one of her first roles properly then, basically. Uh, it's uncredited, there's only a cameo, so it doesn't really count because everyone no. knows that her first starring role is Leprechaun, which we are yeah. doing on the trash tapes at some point. We have to do either Leprechaun or Leprechaun Goes to the Hood. It's one or the other. Um, <laughs> but, um, so it seems like McDonald's at the, in the 80s were very kind of like dance focused, weren't they? Because if you listen yeah. to this commercial from the 80s from McDonald's. My God. Cool Chris. Cool Chris. Eighties jingles are the best. Oh my god! I don't know what to think. Right, okay. I just had to play that because that's the energy of the inside the McDonald's, and it is. You basically me. you get the uh, there's like a dance contest going on in McDonald's. When has there ever been a dance contest in McDonald's? Tell me a McDonald's that has oi. Let's go and do a boogie. I've never seen this before. And the FBI guys, the FBI guys that are hunting me down, are kind of come into McDonald's, but Matt kind of creates a distraction and gets up on the counter and starts dancing, and it sounds like this. So, at this moment, the staff are dancing as well. Everyone is dancing. There is a fucking American football team there dancing. There's like three of the Redskins there dancing. 
Yeah. <laughs> everyone's dancing for some reason. And also, in all in time choreography, that everyone's like doing the feet stuff. Everyone's doing this. Now, let me explain. This is basically now by that point a five minute music video slash commercial for McDonald's, right? Before, before the proper dance off happens, everyone's seen this giant teddy bear and it's very weird because the teddy bear is like, literally using the big arm again to steal a coke which is one of my favorite bits because he goes and steals a coke and there's two black kids right over it and one of the kids just has his mouth drop like this and it's just like what is this and then everyone just seems to go along with the idea that this toy is a robot they just go along with it it's horrific no one's questioning it it's way too big. It's like it's like ten feet tall when it stood on top of the <laughs> when it stood on top of the uh, the counter. Mac is tiny. Why is it like? It's just I know, and it, it moves baffling. like a, it's it's definitely just a child actor dancing around yeah, yeah. in a suit, and it just it, it looks like that. It doesn't look like it would be Mac at all. It's less terrifying if like it had teddy bear eyes, but the fact it's got those horrible Mac eyes cut out of the teddy bear, staring yeah. through out, out into the world, it is just utterly horrific. Uh, this whole scene just kind of makes me genuinely feel sick. There's something about it. Just something about it. everyone's got a shit eating grin on their face. Yeah. And I just think, give me my nuggets and let me get out of it. <laughs> if imagine walking into that as somebody just wanted to go in and grab something quickly or go in and actually sit down and enjoy a meal quietly. Slowly step your Can way you back. Can you believe? You just be like, I'm out of here, mate. Burger King it is. Yo, Han, I'm on my way to Burger King. Oh, is, like, ben, my, my, my view of that is like the opposite. It's like, this is my rose-tinted specs version of my memory yeah. of McDonald's. I basically remember McDonald's back in the day like this. It wasn't like this, but I remember it like that because of this you movie. Go, you go into McDonald's and you go, why aren't you dancing? Why aren't you bloody dancing? Get up on this counter, come on. Uh, what do you want? What, what do you want? What is it? I want a quarter pound of beef. Fresh... <laughs> Oh my god! Imagine, imagine. Yeah, this is what we think. That's nostalgia goggles going in. Imagine, like back as a kid, going McDonald's was always like this. Like hell no, it wasn't like this. It's terrifying. It was. Um, so Mac escapes by literally, literally crowd surfing over the dancers, which is brilliant. And then, um, then basically, uh, Eric and Mac are now trying to outrun the uh, out, trying to literally outrun the. Um, the FBI guys and everyone else in a scene that's clearly trying to rip off ET, right? So you have um, Eric in the wheel. Eric's in the wheelchair. Mac is little Mac is sitting on him, and they go down the hill, being chased. And the thing is, no one at this moment really ever decides to sit down and go, "Oi, let's get in the car and just outrun this thing." No, they just they just start running, just down this hill, They're running. But everyone everyone looks terrifying. Every yeah. ma- every guy is like, ah, I'm gonna kill you. This is the bit where like Eric's in his wheelchair on the road and he like yes. grabs onto the back of a truck and it's like Back to the Future, like yes. when he's actually skitching on the truck and the music because it's the same composer is a bit like uh, Back to the Future because it's like this. <laughs> My God, it is. It sounds just like Magical. it. If you close your eyes, you might be able to enjoy it. No, probably not, but you know. No, no, you can't because now you're thinking McDonald's now. I think, well, he's a composer that you can hear little motifs, can't you? And that now and again of his work, and you hear, uh, you can even hear a bit of Back to Feature in Predator. (laughs) It's weird. (laughs) A little bit. But yeah, point being is, yeah, so this is the scene where you have, it goes back to the truck. At one point, it goes into Sears. 
which yeah. then, this is the, the other advertisement. And goes into Sears and has a bit of a chase in the Sears where they're trying to outrun the uh, trying to outrun the FBI. The mum now gets involved uh, because because obviously she works there and just seeing chaos reign as this that as this wheelchair bound kid with with a weird alien squishy puppet is just running around the shopping mall like a maniac. But have they, by this point, have they figured, they've they kind of figured out what Mac's trying to tell them, haven't they? And they're trying to, they, in terms of where his parents are. So that's kind of how they're trying to get there. Yeah, it's yeah, around this point then, basically, the, uh, the, the older brother, the sister and Debbie are now in the truck and they pick up and they literally drive now next to him and literally just pick him up and just put yeah, him in the car. Yeah, dead easy, like he's dead light. Like one <laughs> arm, just pick him out off the road in the wheelchair and put him in the van. And then in the van. <laughs> get in here. Got, have, you got, have you got a ramp for that van? No, get him in. Sling him in a van. Get the van. Get in the van. Uh, and so <laughs> get in the van. And at this point, right, this is when they discuss like, well, they're trying to say something. Don't know where the, the thing is. And that's when they discover, like, because there, there's loads of like little hints in the house beforehand of like, it's a, it's like, it's like a, it's like a wick sort of thing. And, and then there's also things like horse races and a whole bunch of weird stuff going on. They couldn't, they're like, they're, they're very abstract clues. But then, yeah. Do you want to? Yeah. Oh, well, oh, because Ben mentioned earlier, he's, there's like the Coke can and there's like daisies in the Coke can, which is supposed yes. to be, that's a clue of the windmills later on where his parents are, isn't it? Yeah, like All those do. windmills are a bit like daisies. But that's the point is it's so abstract that it's really, it is a fucking leap that I anyone know, was able like to some cure kind of Andy Warhol shit, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it is, abstract yeah. art. I think abstract I understand art. this. Are you Rain it, Man? <laughs> It's so abstract. There's no way you can understand it. So he's ended up driving and, and, and little Max pointing at a sign and this, and it's not the place. It's the sign. And it's saying like, he's mm. almost, he's almost saying like, go there, go to the thing. And so they end up going, they go into the middle of the fucking desert. Cause he saw like a, a flyer or something that was the same as the billboard. Didn't he slash sign? Yeah. Yeah. And he pointed at it and people, were, I'm surprised that that wasn't like a real company as well that they'd thrown in there. Was it? Okay. I don't remember what it was. I can't. Rem- I can't remember off the top of my head. But then again, I was already so washed by McDonald's. I. Don't, I, I, I now yeah. believe no other company exists. <laughs> <laughs> I think when they're in the car at this point, is that the Skittles bit as well? Where they just yes. give them some yeah. Skittles. Yeah, they do because they because they, they don't have any more Coca Cola. So they're like, oh, let's give them some Skittles because it's sugary. So yeah, so they, they feed them Skittles, they feed them Coca Cola. They're trying to get the thing across. They put them in a t shirt for some reason. Now they put them in a t shirt, <laughs> and then they drive into the desert, into a, past the windmills, into a cave. This again leaps in logic. <laughs> leaps in logic. How did, the, how did the other aliens get out of the get out of the the place at the start i, I don't know the nasa well, I say we I never find it. out we never find out how why they got into out. that cave yeah wandered out like a bunch of idiots because we see so they're them kind like of in a mine in. aren't they yeah 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 okay yeah because so yeah so the, the family's wandered off somewhere they end up in a mine and they're dying okay so <laughs> so that so that so that everyone goes into the mine and they find the family just sort of passed out like they're on the verge of death so you got uh, Mac Daddy, Mama, Mama Mac, and and uh, Sister Mac. Oh my god! <laughs> Medium Mac. Medium Mac. <laughs> 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 
Return of the Mac. The dad, the dad is an absolute liability. And we'll, we'll get into that with the final finale. Oh, he's such stuff, a knobhead. He now is a liability. Where, now we know where little Mac gets his tendencies from. He gets it from the papa. He gets it from Papa Mac. Um, so everyone's lying down. And so they all find him. And obviously they still have some, they realize that Coca-Cola is the elixir of life. <laughs> So they yeah, because they stopped co- at a rest stop, didn't they, to get more Coke? I remember, that's how they got Coke by this point. <laughs> yeah, they stopped, they got more Coca-Cola and all sugary stuff. They end up going into the thing, they give them more Coca-Cola, and then they're almost sitting there going like, right, well, we... Ha-, and this is where the, the whole family now becomes rejuvenated and alive, and everyone's like, oh, and it ha- this is supposed to be a touching moment between Little Mac and the rest of the family because they're finally reunited. I laughed. I just laughed because well, they all just yeah. look at each other. It's kind of dangerous showing Coke coca-cola to have regenerative effects on whoever in any movie but especially a a movie aimed at children because kids are going to go home and go oh bloody hell i've I've fallen over and scratched my knee i'll just neck neck three cans of coke i'll be fine it works it's It's evil that's why i think that coke is more evil than mcdonald's in this in terms of like sponsorship in this movie it's coke is so the, the ego of coke in this movie is incredible that's why I have to play that 80s advert. It's just this, yeah. like I said, this is this is this is basically the corporation, the movie. These guys in suits just cackling away in top in their boardroom, going, soon children will be drinking nothing but Coca-Cola and having Mac and having Big Macs forever. We shall be rich. <laughs> That's literally the tone. Um kind of like the yeah. aliens in The Simpsons, kind of picture them like that a bit. Oh, 100%. What, like Krang and Konos? Yes, yes, they are. Just that. So the whole family's now being, they've been revived by Coca-Cola. And so now they're trying to figure out what the hell to do. Or they're trying to find, they're trying to find something to do. Because they're, they're saying, well, what are we going to do with these guys? They have no <laughs> plan. They have no plan, yeah, man. They're just kind of wandering around. They're driving around. What are we going to do with them? I don't know. They literally do at one point. They're in the, they're, everyone's all squished in the van. They're all driving along and they're just driving. There's no direction. I like the thing. Do we take, we can't take them to the government. And at one point, I think the old, the, the older sister's saying, well, why can't we just call your mother? And at one point, it's, it's, why don't you call your mother? It's like, no, we can't. They, she, they won't believe us. And she, and they even says like, well, maybe she, they, she needs, they need to be returned. We don't know what it is. And they're having this whole debate, but it's nothing. They don't know what it is. It's, it's an absolute wreck. And, and the so, dad is being a right pest, isn't he? He, he, he turns yeah. a tire iron in, in a, he ties a tire iron in a knot. He's stealing yes. everyone's caps and stuff. Before him. He's, doesn't he steal a can of Coke from like a woman driving alongside as well? He smashes the window. Yes. And, yes. Idiot. Late, late, well, I don't want to ruin anything, but you know, sorry. Oh, wait, spoiler. Whoa, whoa, look, look, we're actually near the end now, which is the thing. Thank God. I, I feel like we've been talking about this forever. But right, we're near the end now. We're basically, by this point, the, uh, the, the, they're all driving along with no direction. And they end up at the end of a gas station because they need more supplies, basically more Coca-Cola. Um, <laughs> and so they, the, the, basically, so they basically stop by a supermarket or some kind of thing. They're going to get more supplies. And so they say, they, they say like, right, we have to leave them here. You keep an eye on them. We need to go and do the shit. Right. And, um, Obviously, this backfires terribly because obviously anyone who drives next to them will see fucking aliens in the back seat. <laughs> I know. And eventually, they just the family like get out of the car and just wander in to see fun, isn't it? And they're just wandering around, like having a, having a casual shop where everyone is staring at them. And they call security, don't they? 
and yeah. the security guard comes over and the Mac Daddy just creeps up on the security guy and like just steals his gun. I've got a clip of that. Go for it. You stand back now, I'm warning you. No, they don't understand you. He's telling the truth. Tell him to back off. No. <laughs> Give me the gun. Does he pull the trigger? Does the alien pull the trigger? Yeah, Yeah. he just fires it randomly. He's holding the gun really odd, and he just kind of fires a random stray bullet. Absolute idiot. (laughs) Liability. Idiot. The worst. He's the worst. So yeah, at this point, it causes everyone to. It causes chaos, really. So the dad is the dad is holding a gun. (laughs) Jack Daddy's holding a gun. Everyone thinks a liability. Everyone is trying to protect him, saying, no, you've got to get out of here. And then all the coppers turn up, all the security and some extra coppers and the FBI all turn up, right? And this then leads into what's quite literally a fucking shootout with shotguns and everything trying to shoot the fucking thing, right? Yeah. This is like from another movie. This whole sequence is It is an action mad. movie, isn't it, at this point? Yeah, yeah. It's a very much a big tone shift, and basically Eric says, "I, I can, I can, I can help. I can help out." And there's a clip here. I can stop him. Let me go out there, please. I can't let you do that, son. He's got a gun. <laughs> We're gonna lose him, Bill. They don't know how to drive anyway. Stop him. Eric! So he goes in. I'm gonna help. Shootout. Shoot out. Fucking explosion. Huge explosion, by the way. Humongous. Now, does the explosion ki- uh, kill Eric? Ah, or is it a stray dumb. bullet? No, no, this is the thing. I have to explain this. So, okay, okay, go. go all right, so in the Japanese VHS, we actually see what happens to the kid. So, okay. So in, in, in all versions, this is cut out. So it makes it look like the explosion killed him. But no. So at one point, Eric is in the wheelchair. And in the Japanese version, and there's a video, so, oh, there's a video of this somewhere, obviously. So what it does, okay, is when, the, when Eric is running, right, the reason why the shootout happens, okay, is because one of the coppers is trying to go after Eric. He trips and when he trips, he shoots the gun, and then you actually see a shot of Eric actually getting shot by that bullet. And then by that, it causes a shootout. So oh, my ba- God. So Eric is actually shot by accident by a copper. This then leads to a shootout because then the dad hit the... Mu- Mac Daddy hears it. He shoots, and then all the coppers shoot... And then it leads to a fuck-off explosion. So the kid's already dead. The kid's already dead by a bullet before the explosion happens. That's why you see his body just laid out like this. Because he was already shot. I found it on YouTube, and it's pretty brutal. He's just riding towards... He's riding towards it, and bang, right in his chest. It's horrific. Who on earth greenlit that? Well, what is going this, on? Well, this is the thing, right? Uh, that scene, the shooting of Eric was explicitly shown in the Japanese VHS. However, for it was edited because on a test screening, apparently this movie was test screened, my God, um, there was a negative reaction to that. Well, it's like, well, well, well yeah. <laughs> well, duh. The kid gets <laughs> shot. The kid gets killed by accident by a copper. 
I mean, it's even dark without the, that, sh- sh- you know, shot. It's even yeah. dark the way it is, like, in, like, the normal version, like, because it's, it's, it's a t- massive tone shift, the kid to be killed by what looks like yeah. an explosion in the regular edit. Yeah. And, uh, Someone watched it. What's his name? RJ, the producer. You watch ET, he's like, ET was all right, but I'd love it if Elliot just got shot in the chest. That would make it for me. If if Elliot just got bang dead, it would just make it cover all bases. With fire behind it from an explosion. (laughs) Obviously, they get to the point, they realise Eric is dying or dead. Well, dead, really. Eric's dead. <laughs> Let's not lie about it. Eric got fucking owned, right? <laughs> so Eric got owned, and then everyone's everyone's running after him, trying to get him, and say, oh, no, he's dying. Oh, no, he's dying. Oh, no, oh, no. Oh, no, it's the worst. And so by this point, the whole family seemed to be flame, must be like flame something. Like they, they must be able to survive flames. They must be able to survive heat or something. Because they all just walk out in a very spooky silhouette. The whole sort of fake family kind of, yeah. the whole alien family walk out of the spooky silhouette and reveal themselves. And so what they, they end up doing some kind of prayer circle over Elliot, over, over Eric. Yeah, it's mainly um, the dad that's taking charge, isn't it, in that section. So yeah. he actually does something useful for a change. And he Thank kind of fuck. leads like, yeah, like a healing kind of circle to rejuvenate Eric back and bring him back to life, which works, thankfully. Because he's just been brutally shot in in an explosion. (laughs) It's terrible. (laughs) But here's the thing, though, even more so if you think about it. It's like saying, so, in other words, deus ex machina. Because, again, never explained that they had healing powers like this, ever, until now. No, just destructive powers, by the look of it, before this point. And now, obviously, here's the thing. And so... (laughs) And so by this point, Eric is saved. Whoop-de-doo. And then we do a very quick, very random cut. I'm not sure if... So sometime later into the future, <clears throat> sometime later into the future, obviously the uh, the Mac family, we have to call them the Mac family, um, have now been living on Earth for quite some time. And they now have been... <laughs> this is great. They're all in a giant courtroom or something. I don't know what it is. And so they're all in there. And they're all dressed in human clothes, which is fucking hilarious. Like, it's... <laughs> and basically... Uh, okay. Yeah, they're just accepted as US citizens. And they're all dressed... But why are they all dressed like they're from the 50s? And basically, Mad. they all... When they ride off, they ride off in a pink Cadillac as well. <laughs> And you've- there's no way that Mac Daddy is going to pass his driving test. <laughs> he is a liability. He's not going to take basic instructions. There's no way ever that he's ever going to be able to drive. Sorry. <laughs> now, now here's the thing. At the very, very end, you probably noticed there was a giant speech bubble saying, we'll be back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was wow. genuinely plans for a sequel. Yeah, I can, I can imagine that. So a sequel was announced at the time, at around the same time for Mac and Me. So once the movie went out, they said there's already a sequel in the works, right? Well, at least they were announcing it. Obviously, because of how horrible it failed and the unpopularity of the movie, it never happened. But producer R.J. Lewis actually spoke at the end of 2017. All right. Oh, so he's still alive doing his thing. Uh, he said a sequ- he didn't and did not rule out the possibility of a sequel. He claimed that because of the public interest of this and at the same time, because it's now become an infamous bad film, there may actually 
be a possibility of a sequel to this movie. <laughs> Didn't he actually say, well, it's been quite profitable on video. He's like, still like it was. bigging it up. <laughs> yeah, so basically he said that the movie was very profitable on VHS and, was, and made profit for Orion Pictures. It made profit for them. So they said like, well, you know what? We could do this for a new, young, movie-going generation. Fuck. I wonder what, I wonder which kind of publicity is going to be this time. Is it going to be more McDonald's? Is it going to be, what, what else is new? Oh my God. And that's literally how the movie ends. The movie ends just like that, really fucking quickly and haphazardly with them driving off into the sunset. Ladies and gentlemen, I think it's about time we put this pile of rotten McDonald's into the, into the trashometer. Trashometer. Thank you very much. So, if this is the first time you're listening, welcome. But if it's welcome, and so we need to, and we just to say we review our movies a little bit differently around here. We don't do five stars or we do an or do like an A ranking. No, we do this using the trashometer where we break things down into five different categories. So, we have tame. Tame is at the very, very bottom. Basically means the movie was boring. It wasn't really that fun. wasn't that entertaining. It's more of a, it's just dull, really. Then you've got tiny bit trashy, where you've got some of those trashy elements and it's there and we're having a bit of fun with it, but it's just not hitting a special place in our hearts. Trash is the perfect spot. It is the, it's the golden egg. It is the perfect, perfect cuisine. It is the five-star cuisine of trash, Right. You then go into too trashy. Too trashy is when we're having fun with it, but there's also moments we're getting quite frustrated with it. We're starting to get annoyed at it. And then it is torture. Torture is we did not have fun with this. This has become a nightmare. It has been an absolute slog to get through. We have not enjoyed this at all. And so, gentlemen, where would you put this on the trash armature? Ben, since you're the guest, where would you put this on the trash armature? Oh, God. I mean, it's hard to say, isn't it? <laughs> it's hard to say because it seems to just cover so many, so many things. And it's just kind of, I wouldn't say it's tough to get through. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was kind of tough to get. It feels a little bit longer than it needs to be. It's like an hour and 40. I feel like if it had 15 minutes of that knocked off, I know an hour and 25 is not. It's still pretty short for a movie. It's, it's, it's still pretty long for this movie. But, um, it's still pretty long for this movie. If it lost, then if it lost about 15 minutes, sorry, remind me of the trashometer things again. It's the. So we've got uh, Tame being boring, tiny bit trashy, trash, too trashy, torture. Oh. You know what? I think because of all the product placement and the fact that Mac as a character is, there's absolutely nothing endearing about him at all. That's the thing that bothers me the most is that he's just a knobhead with just knocking, just, he's just knocking about, he's cutting about like a little dickhead, making everyone's life more difficult. And I think this film is trying so hard to just enforce this family movie on us that we're, it's mm. kind of, the mu- even the music, even the music, the score and the music cues are trying so hard to make us feel something. And that kind of bothers me more than anything else is when a film is trying to force me to feel something. It's like, just let me feel what I'm going to feel, all right? Don't make me do anything. And that, paired with the fact it's also trying to force Coca-Cola and McDonald's onto you, it almost doesn't feel like a film experience anymore. It feels like the, the movie equivalent of somebody knocking on your door trying to sell you something when you're, like, in the middle of, I don't know, baking a cake. 
because you're like, I'm busy here. I'm trying to live my life and you're turning up, trying to sell me something I don't want, I don't need, and you're forcing it upon me and they won't go away. That's what this film feels like. So for that, so I don't think it's torture, but I think it is pretty close to torture. So I think I'd put it at the very top of the two trashy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think okay. I would, yeah, just because of that. Right. Uh, Ed, what do you think? I hate this film. Right, I hate <laughs> Even though I, I've had fun with it and I've had talking about it, you could probably hear earlier, and I did tease that my ranking yeah. was got, probably going to be high. I get it, this movie does make me angry. And it, mm, partly, yeah. a, a lot of the time, it's for the reasons Ben has already said. But I, as well, on top of that, is the fact that I love ET and I hate the, the fact that it's just, tr- just copying everything of ET. And it mm. really, really makes me angry. And not only am I going to rate it a, like torture, but I'm also yeah. going to give it this. <laughs> Which is the burp approval. The, the giant burp. That is for the worst films. But I, I suppose it's weird because I, I, I'm... It's, it's, not, <laughs> it's not higher than Street Fighter, but it is, mm. I think, the low end of torture. So, like, 90% trash so like low end of torture for me all right and you know what i'm just because you are so passionate about this ed i've never seen you so angry at a review before <laughs> i've never seen you this angry because all the other ones you're kind of a mellow yellow i'm the one who gets pissed off i'm the one who gets really angry i'm the one who's ranting and raving yeah um but you this is it and you know what i would agree like i would agree that it's basically on a borderline between too trashy and tr- and torture right and i'm going to go because of your genuine passion for the dead we're going to put this in torture we're going to okay. put us on the low end of torture this is yeah this this, this movie for me was um <laughs> this movie was an experience now look there are some bits I laughed my ass off. I'm not going to lie. I still laugh at the cliff. I still laugh at the moment with the fucking dance off in McDonald's. Um, I love, I love the, I love the stupid alien stuff. I love all that. But looking back at this, this is, it's, it's overload. It's overload of product placement. And it is just, it's made me feel genuinely uncomfortable. Like you, Ben, you must be sitting there going, I feel dirty watching this. I feel like I have been, I need a shower. And it's 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 not it's not even like a sexy movie. You know what I'm talking about? Like if, sometimes when you watch like a like when you watch like a dirty movie, like a dirty, dirty, filthy sex movie, you're like, Ugh, I feel gross. No, this isn't like this is almost this is not like torture porn or like really hardcore pornography. But this feels like pornography. This is product placement advertising porn, and this is just nah, not working it, mate. So. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's been a while since we had a torture. So, ladies and gentlemen, on the trashometer, Mac and me is torture. All the way up there to the top. Right at the top. Wow. 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 I'm kind of annoyed at myself for enjoying it as a kid. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel retroactively? That comes into it, yeah. Do you feel like retroactively you wish you, you you can go back and slap yourself in the face and go like, go back and say, what are you doing enjoying this? And I'm sat there with a can of Coke going, what? It's like, you, you are part of the problem. You, you are know, part of the problem. You know what I think it is? I think it's because as a kid, those things it's promoting, we love those things. So we're happy yeah. just seeing all those things on screen. Yeah, I, lo- I love sure. Skittles. I love Coca-Cola. I love McDonald's. 
we can't identify product placement. We kind of just see stuff that we enjoy and we think is cool. And we go, oh, wow, that's in this. Amazing. We can't yeah. identify that as kids. The fact that it's blatant product placement. So in a way, they're taking advantage of us. And I, I feel, feel abused. abused. Thank you. Uh, just to say all the thank you guys also very much for listening. We have just gone through Mac and me, oh boy. And now this is the time that we do our plugins. So basically, we where we have anything anything going on, we will just go and say, hey, this is what we're doing. Ben, what's been going on with you? What do you want to plug? Um, well, I guess I'll plug the Horror Hangout podcast. Uh, we've obviously done uh, a crossover episode before. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is lovely but yeah we do something we review good films and bad films and we try and cover as many genres and as many um, eras of horror movies as possible uh, we do uh, have new episodes every Wednesday we have a variety of guests uh, yeah and it's a good time we don't take it too seriously uh, yeah we've always we've, we had Ed on recently to discuss American Psycho and Johan we're going to have you on soon to discuss a, I don't think we've decided what we're going to discuss just yet we, but uh well, well, uh, let's keep that a secret. We, I think we, keep I think it I suggest- a secret. Keep yeah, it keep a it a secret. So yeah, yeah. Um, if you enjoy something like, if you obviously enjoy the trash tapes, you might enjoy horror, horror hangout as well because it's got a similar sort of vibe. Just guys doing the shit, tearing <laughs> apart movies that are bad, and just enjoying movies that are good. You guys ever do yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> well. Anytime we enjoy actual good movies, is usually just in private now. <laughs> oh yeah, in private. Yeah, I do like <laughs> films, honestly. But, uh, yeah, it, it almost sometimes because we do this podcast, we just like, do we just watch bad movies? Like, not all the time. We watch good movies too. We go to the cinema when we can. <laughs> well, like, we, we try exactly. We talk about them on the main YouTube channel, don't we? So they're yeah. good ones. This is true. Which is which is what we've been doing at the minute because we've had a we had quite a few a bit of a buzz going on on the YouTube channels and quite a bit and Bob's doing that, like for example on the Enigmatic Productions we have gone uh, we've got Ed you've put in quite a few videos especially talking about your VHS collection. Yeah, so I've started doing pickup videos for my VHS collection, and the first one I did recently was like I'm I basically uh, did a video of like two two tapes that someone had sort of sent to me so it's like now i'm actually be able to like do videos that where fans have, have watched my show and like like the stuff that we do and they've just basically sent the stuff for to to show off like well actually the guy didn't do it with the intention of me making a video about it he just likes the stuff that we do and thought I have these videotapes so uh, I did a, vi- a video about those two tapes which is it's a kind of superhero special it's kind of like batman forever and the Captain America cartoon from 1966. Nice. So I just wow. show off the video. It's not like a full review. It's like a sh- like a show off the pickups, talk about him. Mm. And it, for the first time, I kind of introduced like bloopers into that video because like I thought if they're funny, I'm going to keep them in because I've seen a lot of YouTubers. Laura Legends is an example, and she just yeah. keeps her bloopers in, and they're hilarious. I thought I'll try that, and it really did work because a lot got a lot of comments instantly on the on the YouTube page about those those blooper bits and it, it was just hilarious so i'm gonna definitely stick to that going forward do like just if it's funny keeping it in <laughs> I, I, yeah basically i mean this, this is what we do on the trash tapes anyway we there's so much bullshit that happens on the trash tapes this we is one big bit. blooper 
it's, 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 just, it's just a bunch of us slowly <laughs> having a mental breakdown more than anything else. But yeah, um, looking into the other channels as well, uh, uh, the Trash Tapes has been going all right in a minute. We've now reached over 100 subs on the YouTube channel, which is quite fun. But yeah. we're, we're, we're slowly going to transform that. We're going to transform that into uploading all of our old episodes up onto there pretty soon. We're going to do that fairly soon. And then uh, just basically just put the put the podcast right there and then as soon as it kind of gets ready to launch out because we've been asked a lot of times saying hey where's your podcast and sometimes people just use listen to podcasts on youtube now don't they so we really should be giving them an, an option to listen to it there and then yeah definitely and it's also is because like it's quite because of the volume of stuff we put out it's hard to make a lot of videos for trash tapes as well as yeah. videos for the channel so we need to kind of put the podcasts on the trash tapes channel even the new ones we just kind of so you give that option like you say yeah yeah and then obviously then we've got enigmatic play where uh, greg and i have been streaming as per usual um greg greg uh, as time recording greg's gonna have sort of a new series where on sunday he's gonna play apex legend but be absolutely drunk while doing it which sounds absolutely hilarious i can't wait <laughs> yeah to he hear said that. it's like a drinking game of some sorts like so i so don't know when that's gonna trigger when he has a drink but it's gonna be interesting well, it sounds hilarious Yep, and then again, just it's it's just been a lot of fun doing the stuff recently, and we're hoping to get more stuff out there. So yeah, there we go. Wonderful. Well, Ben, can I just say you've been an absolute pleasure, and I'm so sorry I had to put you through this. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry. It's all good, man. Uh, I think I kind of needed it. I needed to come to terms with it myself after um, enjoying it as a, as a child. So I think has I needed. It, had, it was like this is like therapy for me in a way. I needed to face. Has this up. been a spiritual experience? Has this been like a, a revolution kind of thing? Don't know if I'd say spiritual. It was something that moved me. I don't think it was moved me. It moved me from away from the TV to a different room. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I suppose I it's interesting, it. though, for you. It's refreshing to kind of, Well, not, I say refreshing, but, like, for you to do a, a different genre film, because you talk about horror films all the time. And well, this has been a horror movie in its own right. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I guess it's true, because, obviously, I, I, we, I talk about horror films week in, week out, but as a, as a movie fan, like, I enjoy loads and loads of different genres. So, uh, yeah, probably a bit refreshing to be able to do that. Uh, just a shame it was this film, I guess. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but again, thank you so very much for being for being my uh, for being our guest in the uh, trash tapes thank cabin. You guys as it were. Both. I've enjoyed myself. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad someone did. I'm glad someone's enjoyed themselves. Uh, and and on that note, we'll be wrapping up. Um, so yeah. Um, so until next time, keep an eye on your trash. There might be some treasure in there. See you guys next time. See you guys. I'm off to McDonald's. Bye. <laughs> Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Thank you. 
thank you for listening to this podcast episode and hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please share it around with movie lovers you know, maybe add a star rating or write a good review. All of this helps with the algorithm and provides us with more opportunities to reach the ears to a whole new bunch of bad film fanatics. Want to find out more about us? Then head over to our socials where we provide sneak peeks and up-to-date news on everything nostalgic and trashy. You can find our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages in the description. So please, follow us. See you next time, cinephiles. <laughs>